Back to bring you the passes, we all try to cope with no new comics coming out, but some of these problems may just be a gift in disguise. I'm American Sweetheart Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 275, Anniversary. Yeah, you seem down. You seem sad, Eric. It's like when we're going to go forward now and record the, the sections with the books, you're not going to be happy, right? You know, record now. Oh, yes. Welcome to 275 Anniversary. Is this an anniversary or no, is no. it a milestone, Eric? Which one would it be? I'm going to put you on the spot. Which is it? I said anniversary. Anniversary. I think it's more of a milestone, my Myself, and that's why we think. differ. We're going to have to agree to disagree, I guess. I'm not doing Just that either. like me with everybody. That's what all my arguments end up being now. I will never tell somebody that will agree to disagree. <laughs> that, that is not. That's a cop out. That is when the person realizes they've lost the argument. And then they say that as if I'm going to stop then. I ain't stopping. That's when the argument starts. That's when, that's when the block button gets hit by the other party but welcome to this here extravaganza a celebration of comics as i like to call it eric as we go <laughs> back into the annals of comic greatness annals. and bring you yes bring you a lot of books that were picked by the get fresh crew beep, beep boo, boop. and they are gonna get what they asked for eric Oh, they're going to get it all right. But most of these books are pretty good. They're looked at they're as classic. They're going to get it so hard. Oh, they're going to get it. They're going to get it without even knowing they're going to get it. Uh, but yeah, when we get it into these, I just I want to welcome some new listeners. Maybe this is the you know jumping on point for some people where they see, oh, man, they're, they're actually going to talk about things that they really will have to like and give 10 out of 10s. Well, that's not going to happen what? because if that happened, one Eric Shea would be out. And now that was my hope for these. I thought this was actually going to be the party of our retirement. Not quite. But yeah, we have a bunch of books tonight. Uh, and just to explain to people if they are not down with how we're doing this, we are going to be going through some classic stories. You may see some of these in the title or in the show notes of those. We're only going through one I'm issue sure at a will. time, though. So if you end up having a mini series that was four issues, we will talk about it on four separate podcasts. We're going to do it as if they were coming out now, not talking a whole Bi-weekly. trade at a time, because that would be crazy to talk about five trades. We, we would be back to having a 13-hour podcast, and you know everybody hated that, Eric. And yeah, that no, is I the did. thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it, it was when we were in it, I didn't really notice it, really, because it was something that we were used to staying but up your till 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm still paying for it there. I am really paying. But yeah, we used to start recording at 7 at night and not finish till 6 in the morning. It really was tough. But we did it, and we loved it, Eric. Don't you give me anything different. You loved every second of seeing that sun uh-uh. rise when we started when depressing. the sun was out already but we're going to be talking about five issues tonight uh with a bunch of the great heroes great writers great artists things like that so i hope everybody enjoys it but what we like then to tell you is if you like 
what's going on. It is a, a microcosm of a lot of the things that we do over on the Patreon. We do a lot of issues from the past in different sorts of podcasts that we do. I have a Silver Age podcast. Me and you do a Fancy. DC Back Issues podcast. We end up having that on Marvel. We do a lot of that stuff. Uh, so this might give you a little bit of a you know sneak peek of what we do over there. And if you like what you hear and want even more, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science where we do give you a lot of episodes a month and one of the things it's getting more and more it's getting more and more because i'm just sitting in my room eric so i even have a daily i have a daily podcast that i end up doing a marvel and a dc book uh and that just adds to it so right there's 30 episodes about a month right there when that's bonus uh and i'll tell you right now I may not get to that tonight because it's getting late. We're getting near the witching hour and I'm very, very tired uh, with all this. So I may miss my first day. I did 10 in a row. I don't want to miss though. I don't want to miss it. You're you're trying to hype this whole thing. I don't want to miss it. And and in case you don't know, I'm going to miss tonight, guys. Well, I might. I'm just telling these people because I, you know, they'll hear it and they'll know it already. I just want to, this is me begging them for forgiveness, but we'll see. We'll see if I can get to that. But that leads us to what is the roll call Eric because on the Patreon you have a certain group of people they're pretty cool cats and and I like cats, to call them badasses they're cats and I call them badasses and they are the ones that really pick everything that we do this is their roll call Eric oh my I'm gonna sit back and relax because I know I can do this with my eyes closed oh, right? we got Manship T-Funk Optimus Prime 99 Lone Wolf Marv Lawrence Lee Niels Tewart my man Rob Lewis he's your man as well Dalton Needham sure Christian Fouds Ken Halleck Lady Abby Nick Adams Mark Jager Josh Vermillion Aldrin Stoja Catwoman Mark you know, like that Catwoman, Mark? Eric G., David Fink, Brandy Murray, who I really want to have some mail from. I need somebody to have mail that I really... Uh, my my spell check does not work overtime right now. Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Cam, Colossus, Magnumus, Titanium Smalls. This is why I won't be able to finish. Brian from Arkansas, Bill Beer, Admiral Whiskers, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, Joseph Wojcik, Comic Boom Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, my man P from NYC, Pauly P down under with the shrimp on the bobby, you got the cellar dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, or as wrong turn says, Mrs. T's, and Ruben. There you go. Perfect. Perfect, Eric. There I'm like go. a wizard. I show up perfect. <laughs> what happens there? And I just want to say as well, but... happy birthday to Rob Lewis. I saw it was his birthday earlier oh, this really? week, so I just want to give a little shout out there. Yeah, that's cool. I think he is 22. At least he acts Obviously. that way. And I'm not saying he's immature. <laughs> that kind of came out wrong, right? I mean, he's fine. His, <laughs> his, up, grandkids, his grandkids <laughs> keep him on his toes. That's what he tells me. That's not what he tells me. He ends up, he's as bad as me, where you pick the worst times to go record. He he sends me messages. Just about to record the podcast. And yep, they're down there screaming. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. I mean, that's when you get them. But yeah, thanks, everybody. And thanks, everybody on the Patreon. And like I said, 
said, if you want some more shows and, you know, have some time on your hands being quarantined and dig that, yeah, go over to the Patreon and check it out. Because Jim has way too much time on deal. his hands. So much time on my hands. And, and really with the quarantine, and I'm not talking being inside, I'm talking against porn. I got nothing else for my hands. So I'm going to be Aww. doing some podcasts, Eric. Boom. Ah, but let's not. I'm sorry crap around here we we got toilet paper though so at least i got that we we have <laughs> some yeah i know it, it was get, it was getting close it was really getting close i ended up where i was using the shower curtain i wasn't oh, I, I ended up just my hand uh but yes, sick me. uh yeah yeah i i still have i'm on my second pair of shorts since the quarantine at least right then that's what about a month I, so I, yeah that's gross mm, a month and a half, really, but that's fine. That's uh, they, they avoid me. Uh, that's all I want. I want my kids and my wife to avoid me, which they do, and they do, you know, pretty much easily. It's not forcing them, but yeah, nobody really talks to me. The one day I ended up. Oh, and also, I have a door now. Did I tell you that we actually put no. the door on the hinges? You being all I fancy. Said, I know it's like I'm living in Buckingham Palace here. I, I got tired a door, of looking so, at you, Daddy. We're putting this up here. <laughs> I know. I said I am sick of you people screaming. So we put the door on, and then I sat there. It's a and store. I, also, I clean. I cleaned my room, so I ended up the podcasting room. Wow. So I opened the door the this one day, and I was I was reading comics to get ready for the podcast. So I sat with the door open and sat next to the door on the floor, leaning against the wall. And I'm reading them, and Are I you just an sat angsty there. 90s kid. Like seven times, people went by. Nobody said hello. And I said to them, like, nobody even asked me why I was sitting on the floor. Nobody did. They're all laughing it up. It's like they're all, uh, you know, a family or something. And then they go by me. I'm just there. No, I wanted to see. It was a test. They failed. It was a test. They failed the test. I told them. You failed their test. The only time that they come running is when I'm ringing the dinner bell, Eric. The dinner bell. Hey, I want to get one of those. Just the dinner. Ding, ding. There you go. And tonight we had pizza and hot dogs. It wasn't a great combination, but I, w- I was pressed for time. But I have been making some things. I made a really kick-ass pork roast the other day. Uh, I've been making a lot of things lately. You know, I, I'm a, a down-home Betty Crocker. I am. Right? All right. Let's get to the books. <laughs> Let's get to the books there. And I hope that everybody enjoys, like I said, going through these old issues, things like that. And so when we I end do. up when we end up getting done a series or mini series. I might series, never go back, Jim. Yeah, I know. You actually suggested that. Yeah, that is no joke. You actually <laughs> said that. Well, maybe we should do this. But when we go years of comics. Yeah. When we go through this, when we do get done a book mini series of what we're doing, say at the end, we're doing Green Arrow and we're doing the Longbow Hunters. It's three issues. When we're done, we will have more votes trade it on out. the Patreon to one, maybe change up the hero. Or to change up the story and stuff like that. But there will always be a vote for the next story. Just so everybody knows, this will continue the way it goes. we got enough ladies represented here. We need a lady coming in next. That's what we're going to do. I actually thought of that as well. And really, uh, just as a little deal, I kind of was thinking of a Black Canary story after we were reading that Longbow Hunters. But we'll see. We'll have a vote. Yeah, I think we'll have a vote on the hero and stuff like that. Maybe. It's Catwoman's month, baby. Maybe, but we'll we'll be in the next month by the time we're done that. But that's fine. But yeah, hey, uh, we'll girl, get right baby, now. Who knows? Maybe Hawkman. Even that's not a girl. But hey, we we can mix up a lot of things. So we'll have some fun with this. We'll always have. You said eighty years of comics. There's there's a lot of Huntress. comics that we can deal with. 
I'd like that too. That'd be pretty cool. But we'll, we'll have a vote. But we're yeah, going to go, go off stuff. now to Stop start just naming all ladies. The, I know you're just Dixon. naming things. <laughs> Jessica, I'm you, lady I have all these Jessica, that, like you know. Art prints on my wall of DC Comics stuff going on. I'm just looking around. There's Vixen, Black Canary. Is that Wonder what you're Woman, doing? Hot girl. That's what you're doing. You're like, Brandy Love. Is that one of them? We're going to go off <laughs> to the Spoiler. books right about now. Yes, here we are, and it's time for all of our reviews, me and Eric. In fact, Eric's going to have the first two books, and here I usually say... Hey, everybody, if you want to read these reviews, but that's not the case. We no, still I've don't have any new these. books. So these are just out and about. And I, I have to admit, as I was reading through these today, uh, more so than last week, but just kind of a combination of the deal, I, I'm excited to read a lot of these stories. I really haven't read many of these, if if not any of them, uh-huh. actually, Eric. I have read Red Sun, but it was a long time ago. But all the rest, oh, and actually Longbow Hunter, so I'm a liar. I'm a, I'm a stinking liar you dirty, stinking but liar. i end up but with short. the others as i'm reading i was excited right are you getting short with me oh <laughs> nah, nah. i end up with the whole deal of getting in, a, in the, the opinion these aren't necessarily all else world stories but because they've happened already and we've changed they don't matter as much so you can kind of look at oh them as that even though they're classics but it, it reminds me that I, I kind of need our new books back. Even if we weren't enjoying them, they just mean more when you're reading them and they have a sense of the now and what's going to be coming forward. So this is nice. But what's happening to me overall is these are the books that and you do it more than me. Right. You do it. Yeah, I do. Is that you end up we we finish up our regular podcast usually and then you'll go and have fun reading 700 issues of Robin. I will. Or the Robin, you know, and that's kind of your cool down deal. And I like these as more of a cool down. Then being the main focus well, that's the of the part podcast. of the idea because we're just grabbing a bunch of like classic stories throughout the different decades and stuff like that. So when you go in like, okay, we have a four to possibly six issue arc that we're dealing with and we just yeah. get thrown in like you know, face first and like, all right, what came before that I need to know to get into this, to know the time frame, the mindset of our character right now? Like what, like what continuity and what part of the story are we dealing with? So it's actually a lot of homework to jump in so we can actually talk about something properly. Homework. I sit there, and uh, also uh, you mentioning that home. work. I have no home. Work. Did you hear that? That was a new soundbite I had. It was the homework uh. soundbite. Uh, I end up with uh, 
a, a little different kind of take on that. Yes, you kind of have to go. And like you said, hey, well, what's the deal? Hey, there's Superman with a mullet. What the heck? So you're going with that. But you also have a thing that is kind of with me and these is the idea of having them from all different times. You know, you have a 90s Aquaman story that we're doing. We end up having Green Arrow, Arrow from the 80s. Yeah. You end up having these that they it's like usually the podcast is a puzzle. And it's puzzling to me why we do it every week, but it's oh. a puzzle that all the pieces fit. He's worked on so that when all you're week. doing things, this doesn't, you know, these don't fit so well. So you have a JLA Grant Morrison, then we're going to do a Red Sun, then we're going to, and uh, yeah, it, it does See, throw Red me Sun, off. I think it's the easiest red. one because we're well, jumping into an Elseworld story. Elseworld. It is all I'm contained just saying, just right there. In general, though, we don't really deal with those either for the most part. You know, deceased we did, but even that felt like white knight. And 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 why? Oh, but why you don't really like to have the black label stuff yeah. on the podcast so it does feel weird going through these and reading them and then afterwards you know you end up having wonder woman in this jla and then we're doing a wonder woman by gail simone in the circle and that that was the one that actually i had to kind of get in tune with a little bit as we were going into that uh, there was but a yeah, lot of stuff that happened different. before that to get wonder woman yeah. in the department and of there Human Affairs. A lot of, there's a lot of different things that are going on. I'm, I'm having fun with it. It's just I, I need the books back. I, I really do. But in the meantime, this is what we're doing. And these were the stories that were picked by the whole Get Fresh crew. Beep That's right. Boop on the Patreon. We had a bunch of, you know, tiered brackets, just like we did last week. And the one surprised me, the circle uh, the Wonder Woman story by Gail Simone. That was like the the uh, you know the underdog, and really? that was everybody's deal. I really thought that scene. the JLA New World Order was going to lose out to Tower of Babel, well, just for how classic gonna. that is. Well, Tower of Babel only lost by one vote. It was very close, and it's Grant Morrison. That's why, and it's not Grant Morrison. People sitting there on the the Patreon, yeah, you know, I love that Grant Morrison. I know it's I, I want to drive Eric and Jim nuts yeah, by picking some Grant Morrison. That's all it is, and we almost had All Star Superman as well and red sun just beat that out i mean those two were close so we do get a grant morrison which is a segue to the first book eric take it away jla number one by grant morrison with art by howard porter john dell pat garrohe and ken lopez with from a story new world order from january 1997 in a time where the justice league international the justice league europe the justice league task force and extreme justice were watering down the brand too much and not cutting it anymore it was time to get back to basics where dc put together the current incarnations of the original justice league of america to make up a new team to take on an alien threat that seemed to only want to serve man but who in fact has nefarious plans in the background yeah i just like want to give a little public that? service i like that i want to give a public service to everyone if aliens when they do come and they don't just out. like if they don't want to make us slaves right away assume that's where they're well, gonna the get same to. thing if or they're just gonna destroy us. show up it's like i want to help you or if the kandorians are let out of their bottle bad things always happen for the most part if you have a bunch of aliens just coming down and talking anything but i'm gonna kill you they're gonna kill you because now well, they're just, being just think of it <laughs> i'm, I'm just gonna put it i'm gonna put it into normal terms here just think you're at a company there is a hostile takeover uh -huh. they usually come in then and see okay they may not kill everyone but they'll Kill. be like, okay, let me see. Okay, let me see what you've implemented in your safety procedures. Well, all of them, Homer's out because he's, uh, you know, they're going to clean house. And that's they what aliens that would off. do. 
The aliens will end up there saying, let's see what's going on. And uh, we're going to kill everybody in charge. They're going to need some people. You know, that's where you get the Kent Brockman. You know, I serve the ants. Here we go. Uh, But, you know, other people, they're not going to be on the up I'm just going to say we have our heroes, people that like, you know, the, the, the superhumans that the entire world pretty much has rallied behind and said, we like you. You're on the up and up. We expect you to save us. As soon as new people come around, start doing Fuck, fuck those other guys. We like these new yeah. guys better. I'm like, well, what's I wrong like with everybody? Too, because usually we'll deal with a justice league. We've done this a bunch of times. I think the last big one was the Christopher Priest deal. And we kind of want to forget anyway. But when they end up the country and the world goes against the superheroes. Yeah. Oh, you're not a so when you have alien versions of them come, that just adds another bad thing well, to it's it. Even don't like believe we had with Brian Hitch's JLA run where Ralph yeah, showed up and he started them. promising all these great things and everybody, yeah, they might have been mind controlled or whatnot, but for the most part, like kind of like they are here with the idea like with the Hertz and stuff like that, what's going on. But it's the same story. Whenever you have an alien species show up and claim all these great things, I'm telling you, it just always goes back to the Twilight Zone to serve man for me. And you even have that whole thing where it's all, you know, what's the funny part about this? Because when we have the hyper clan, which is the alien species show up, a bunch of wild storm over the top 90s esque looking characters. I mean, like, they, they don't even bother. They give you a name, but I can't tell you who anybody is besides for Protex and this whole thing who seems to be the leader. But they're going Sounds around. Sounds like a condom, doesn't it? Protex? <laughs> I would hope I so. But the whole <laughs> he thing, looks sexy at the enough. end, we have Superman, who is the world's greatest superhero, and everybody knows him to be this. It's a great thing because they're going around using their powers, and they're like, you know, turning deserts into green, lush environments for everybody to have food and like, you know, land. And it's almost the weird part because you have – the new Justice League of America coming to the new JLA. We have Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern on this team. We have Wally West, the Flash. But later on, when Kyle would become Ion and have these godlike powers and do the same thing, it would actually be sitting there going up like, yeah, you can't be doing this whole thing and making people think that you're a god with what you're doing. You got to yeah. sl- slow your roll a little bit. I'm like, yeah, Kyle, you were a part of this. Why wouldn't you understand well, this one protest well, showed up in the Hyper Clan? He's more taking notes of what he's going to do later. Also, they got Taskmaster uh, on the deal, it looks like. But you also have, you have, yeah, you have Protex, who does look exactly to me like Ulysses, who did the same thing in the Jeff Johns, John Romita Jr. run of Superman in the New 52. He looks exactly like him when he came. Hey, everybody, get on my ship. We're going to go to the the paradise, Uh but we can't take everyone. Yeah, they ended up, they were going to be fuel. For, for the planet to so it never man. works out <laughs> it never works out uh but yeah i love in this where you know people just turn right to them it, it's always the the new flavor of the week that everybody's down with so grant morrison in my mind he is poking fun at a lot of things including just the sheep that we are that will go with the new <laughs> the oh worst. man it's shiny and neat uh, also I love the idea though that this is pre Twitter you know pre a lot of things and it ends up that Superman to me is where we are now with the well it's it's all fine and good to make the Sahara into you know some fertile ground but you know wait till later when he's just such a downer even though he's right he's right but it doesn't <laughs> like he's been matter. around the block a few times even even when we go back to the the Man of Steel, Superman Man of Steel series from like, you know, that the ongoing series, not the miniseries or anything like that. But like the first issue, like where uh, Eradicator shows back up after a while, he ends up killing a bad guy. And all the people that were just, you know, yelling at Superman to kill the bad guy, then he didn't. And then Eradicator him. Yeah, we like that new guy. I'm like, stop it, everybody. What's wrong with you? They're all going to jump there. And then Grant Morrison throughout all this, he really wants to show that he loves the classic rock. He mentions Jim Morrison, the Beatles. The classic rock, the, the classic sci-fi 
Yeah, and I love, too, that you have the whole deal. Oh, man, that Protex, he looks like Jim Morrison. He's gorgeous. You. He looks like Robert Plant. <laughs> that ain't no Jim Morrison. That's no Lizard King, then. Look, where do you get that? I want an older so Jim ridiculous. Morrison with the pot belly. Yeah, really. That'd be good. And then you have uh, the others. Then you got Fat Elvis. You got them all. You got all the fat Those are my husbands. aliens. Yeah, yeah. My uh, son, Zach, just realized that Jim Morrison died. <laughs> what, what's that Jim Morrison? Why aren't those doors put is out? Is he mourning now? Albums? No, he is not. He just, he was shocked. He's like, I can't believe I didn't know that. And I'm like, I, yeah, I can either. believe it. Yeah, I can believe it. Uh, but yeah, so while this is going on, you do get the team, the new Justice League team. You see them in action. Uh, well, and you have the old fact, Justice League team trying to get out of their whole satellite watchtower situation because everything's just getting shut down now because we need to revamp, go back to basics, make the JLA mean something again. So you have Ice Maiden, Nuclon, and Metamorpho just hanging out watching this, like, you know, the Earth from a distance at this point when the start coming in and the mothership comes in and releases eight egg you know escape pods that release the hyper clan just come safe i'm like oh man we still got a whole mothership out there but we just have this i'm telling you we, we were just waiting to have the justice league of america show up here like the badass ones you see on the cover the thing that got me excited when i was in eighth grade when this came out made me buy it right away like, oh man it's like the classic one but updated and i needed this and then i got and read it didn't get a lot of whole Justice League going on in this issue, though, for what we're dealing with. I'm like, all right, you got Ace Maiden, some new clones, some Metamorpho, Martian Manhunters hanging out, watching some alien autopsies. I'm like, all right, at least you got some Superman and Green watching Lantern showing e. up. <laughs> yeah, and you have those. And it's funny where Grant Morrison, and like you said, the whole concept of this is they, they kind of lost their way uh, with the Justice League. And if you They're sit there and somebody bit. says, and if somebody sits there and says, hey, what was your favorite, you know, bunch of members? Of the Justice League of America, you're not going to hear a lot of Ice Maiden and Nuclon and, and Obsidian. And I think that the whole oh, funny yeah, thing of that too. is yeah, the whole funny thing of this is then if you sit there, Ice Maiden, Protex, you know, Nuclon, Tronics, he, he's poking fun at these nonsense characters that have become the main, you know, Justice League and things like that, and going back to. The classics, Superman, Batman, you know, the ones that everybody does love. But and all want, their and badass back 90s there. incarnations. Yeah, yeah. And Long-haired so Superman, was, Wally yeah, West, Coward, I mean, he's Harpoon not going to be able to stop Aquaman. that. Dark, black-suited Batman. Okay, we're all here. It just makes me laugh. And he even pokes fun at it, where you have metamorphos like, oh, man, what names are these? And he's going down the, the names, you know. And you have just ridiculous. Amortal, Armec, Fluxus, Premade. And they're, they sound Zoom. like, yeah, they With sound like stupid, stupid, <laughs> uh, you know, characters to make uh, action Toys, figures yeah. out of. And then you have them poke Centurion. fun of themselves like, Look at us. I mean, and that's the thing. They are ridiculous. So we're going to get the classic. The problem with this first issue, and I do want to remind people, too, that we are doing one issue at a time. Yes. So we'll be back in two more weeks, and it's going to be every other week, just like they were coming out twice a month deal. So in two weeks, we'll go. But that's the problem with this first issue. You're not getting a lot of the Justice no. League. In fact, Batman, he's a creeper. He is up in the, the rafters, as I always love when he does that's it. Right, that's what I remember and, the most about this issue, I think, looking back at it from when I was a kid. Because this whole first issue, like I told you, going to the comic book shop in eighth grade when this came out, I was so excited to get a real just JLA book back like this. But then when I read it, I might have grabbed the next two issues. But I, I dropped it pretty quick until like you know things started picking up like a year or two down the line. And yeah, I was getting a drink. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, the this oh, yeah? time, the yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a turning a new leaf there. Uh, with with Kyle Rayner too, 
you're not getting, you know, the great Kyle Rayner. He is kind of new. He's there. He's being thrown shade at by Wonder Woman at one point, things like that. So he's settling in. And I like that, that you have him settling in yeah, and reminding people. Because even then they're like, hey, why don't you use some of them? You know, Kaja, ah, that's the old guy, you know, stuff like that. So I do like that you do you're gonna, have you're gonna the classic back to Earth team. In a bubble? Yeah, I don't do bubbles. That's yeah. the old guy. Yeah, it's like, I don't do bubbles. And I like that because it is the 90s, you know, the whole thing of going and, and all the stuff and, you know, just the extreme nature He's of the artist, stuff. He's an artist, Jim. He's going to create an and entire know, freaking spaceship to get back to and Earth. Yeah, but even then, I just like the idea that you have a newer, younger Green Lantern to kind of get somebody like an Eric Shea in eighth grade excited to read because well, it, then, books, yeah. and it and it doesn't feel like oh here we go back to the old guard oh the old heads oh geez you know you're gonna do that it it does feel fresh with him on it and it, with, with the whole deal hair, it still Superman. does look at him and looking yet, all fresh and, and cool Wally. And, and Wally's there and he he makes me laugh because basically the whole issue all he does is watch the news and then run and get dry cleaning that's basically his big thing in it but yeah so through this whole thing the biggest problem is you are getting more you know of everything but the justice league that you would have jumped on but you will get them it's It's just a weird idea all these things going down because we have the hyper clan show up and they are just wooing the earth so much with doing all their miraculous deeds all over the world and we have the justice league pretty much standing back but then we have the satellite going around with like i said nuclon obsidian metamorph and all that they start getting attacked, and this whole thing is we have to have the regular Justly who are going to come together and make the main JLA team, like a Wonder Woman and a Green Lantern. They are there to help save the day and like you know fight off whatever the threat is and get the people off the ship. Now, a metamorpho ends up creating an egg around everybody and saving the you know the B listers that we have here. But for the most part, that's just it. We'd have a destroyed satellite. We have our B team get done, and then we just have Flash, Superman, and Kyle Rayner and all of them to show up the next day. Talk about yeah, I talked to Protex about what happened last night. He said he didn't do it. He was lying. I'm like, why are we just standing around? Like, what are we going to take it to the hyper class? And there's yeah, really. And there's the thing with this is uh, Grant Morrison is not really pretending and I, I wish that we would have had this issue at least where the hyper clans there and you know they they seem to be bad we're, we're already going oh, to yeah. be wary of them because they're aliens that. they're gonna serve man all of that stuff and i wish that you would have gotten a little bit more of the oh look at those look at those jealous Even when they assholes. go to the antarctic and talk about how they've been on this earth whatever centuries ago millions you know actually it was millions of years ago because it was before mankind really seemed to show up they go and burn a hole down into the ice to create this like actually reveal this giant tower antenna that they had i'm like this can't be good for anybody because the whole thing is the hyper clan talks about their world was destroyed by pretty much their society doing what our society is doing not taking care of the earth and everything went to shit but for this over here they're going to come here and make everything great at first i'm thinking about this because i couldn't remember what happened in this book from when i read it as a kid but like i'm like all right they're here but they're talking about how they're gonna make everything great what what they're doing is making it great for when their people show up needing a new world oh yeah but i don't know what the deal is because at this whole thing i'm like and everybody's just woo thankfully we do get the idea like i said at the beginning 
that Batman and Superman, they talk about brain frequencies and how they can see microwaves, which run on the hertz that the brain goes. So they're actually using mind control to woo all the people. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, that's great. We can have I don't an think they need to be wooed. Uh, I'm telling yeah, you, I think, so right I think they would have been right in there. I think they would have been in there anyway. And even to, before you go, one of the big things that they do that uh, the people are down with, which I'm telling you, I think they would. And it's kind of an injustice deal where they just gather up all the bad guys and Start kill them. executing yeah. them. And like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Come on. That's just the way to get it done. Why aren't our heroes really getting the job done? Like, you, you guys are here for a day. You're already taking out the trash. I'm like, oh, yeah. What is taking out the trash? Everybody? Including. Dr. Doom and Wolverine. Wolverine, well, you, you get those Wolverine and Dr. Does. Doom. He, he dies is what he does yeah, in this he's issue. Yeah, Dr. Doom, he's doomed too. And this is one he's of those things done. we talk about where I'm looking for this, you know, this first issue to really grab me. And then when we sit back and we, you know, we see Grant Morrison playing games like this. And I don't know if it's just the artist as well, you know, putting in his little Howard spin with Porter. I, exactly. With Howard Porter. I couldn't remember what it was. So I was trying to get my notes back up. But Howard Porter, is he playing games? Is Grant Morrison playing games? Well, all I want is my I JLA team Morrison. to come together. And I'm like, you're, what are you doing here? But they like, are playing games. But at the end, I just want to know, like, if we have Batman who's working in the shadows like a creep, they're just spying on everybody <laughs> and talks it. about the idea of mind control. I'm like, why isn't anybody else mind controlled on the JLA? Why is it just the eh, populace? You know, because it's them. And yeah, by the end with the whole deal, we even said that this is just another notch of why you should never have the satellite. It always goes wrong. Metamorpho is inert now. They think he might be dead. They yeah. have everybody else that was in the goo. Which is funny they're it's, all it's, in it's a funny situation care. because we had Metamorpho become this egg wrapped around the like you know the like, ice maiden and obsidian and whatnot and nuclon, and he like shot himself down to Earth and the ice maiden is trying to keep them cool with their powers on the inside. So when he hit the ground, he became inert. And it's a weird thing because he's an egg shape. He's inert now. He's not exactly an egg, but it really reminded me of plastic man when he became an egg at the beginning of you know dark knight's metal yep and became the egg uh one of the things and and there are some things that are probably grabbed and you know that a lot of the things with metal you did end up having uh scott snyder grab some grant morrison-esque stuff and go with but even the injustice deal of the villains being like, murdered there and even this whole thing that we have we get done issue number one batman's there he's all creepy he's got his fingers just doing <laughs> weird things spread apart uh, as far as he can go and i'm like it's the weirdest looking batman to show up out of nowhere at the end but we have martian manhunter superman wonder woman green lantern flash and batman on here but we still don't have aquaman show up I'm like no you, you've done the first and they don't issue. know they can't get a hold no, of him he's and just out there i'm like my favorite even get the team together for the first my issue. favorite thing of batman is the fact that he he's been there days and he's in the rafters. He's waiting for them to he's say his name. He's just waiting. He's waiting for them. He's up there and he's like, "Why aren't they mentioning me? I I got to sw- Oh man, tough that Batman is it? Ha ha! And he comes down. He's like, "Can I go get something to eat? I'm well, starving." This I've been is up funny there for though days. because they're they're all around the monitor. Kind of Aquaman hasn't responded. We're still waiting for Batman. No surprise. Th- and like I'm here. <laughs> he's like, this. "I've been insane. here for an hour." Didn't think I'd make it. Mike put Gotham to go like, you've been there for now. What do you mean you didn't think you'd make it? What is he? He has to wait for that entrance. He has to wait for them to mention him. He's going to talk shit first while I don't know I'm here. That, and he just wants to be like, okay, I got to prove that I've been up here and they can't see me. He's a creature of the night. I know. I just want to be Nosferatu. 
you do have the deal where, and I love it too. He's up there for an hour. He's probably all cramped up. Then they say, Hey the man, ba- Batman isn't here. Yes, I am. He falls down. Hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, I, I didn't know your heartbeat. And you have that little Legs deal. Asleep. Oh, so, so my, my deal works. My new gadgets are working. And then they're like, yeah, well, what's the plan? I got to go to the bathroom quick. And he goes up, but he, he even just walks off at the end. Yeah. I love it. He's, he's up in the Raptors. He comes down, says three sentences. Us, this is war and walks away. They're like, man, he's a yes, real downer. This is war, Batman. I, Thanks for showing that up. That asshole to the party. What a jerk. Ah, uh, yes. And then Martian Manor is like, I really have to get back to you. Hey, what's the plan, Batman? My suggestion is this we make plans, <laughs> we move fast, and we hit yeah. hard. Thanks <laughs> for showing up, Batman. What do you Batman? think we should do uh, against them? I think we should fight them. Win. All right. Well, that's great. Thanks a lot, Batman. That's what you were doing up there for an hour. Uh, you know, somebody get up there. See if he was scribbling shit up there. Because I don't know what the hell he Did was he doing. Did he leave a pee bottle behind? <laughs> he said, no, that, that falls down later right on top of him. Crap. I should have moved. Ah, uh, yes. But I yeah, didn't you prepare for this. Just like I love the ending too, where you have Batman. This is war. He's got that crazy pose. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's all there. Kyle well, Rayner's just flexing. This issue is full of crazy poses. Oh, yeah. Kyle's flexing here, there. Like those weird like uh, action figures from the early to mid-90s, like the Total Justice action figures, where they could never be posed right because they always had these weird squat legs that are always like as far as they can go with their arms going up. Like they didn't – they weren't very posable, these things. They had one thing to look, make them look like this entire issue tried to make all the heroes look. Yeah, I like it too. Where uh, Superman says, "Hey, you know, you shouldn't have been up there in the Raptors." Said Batman, "Shut up, giraffe neck." He, his neck is so long at the end. Look at him standing there. That neck is. I am but curious to it. know at one point when we go into this series when Plastic Man shows up because I don't remember when he joins the team. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll be doing this for four issues, this yeah. arc. So we'll see what the deal is. I, I have a feeling that Protex is not on the up and up. What That's about just A-Mortal? my guess. But then Armec? at the end, Fluxus? I, no, Primate? I, I, Fluxus. I think Fluxus is, is all heart. Right? Centurion? Uh, I'd love Zoom? it too is at the end, I need to have that whole deal of that they really were on the up and up and they were going to save humanity. But now you ruined it. We're going to leave. So you That's want to be Tree Sahar. I, yes, I like the twist of the twist is what I need. <laughs> hey, you guys does not turned look, out to be I'm jerks. We're going to leave you to your own demise, jerk wads. at all look like Jim Morrison. Not at all. I, I think they I meant sat Grant there and I, I read this and I'm like, <laughs> I know this is going to bother Jim so stupidly. Oh, it bothered me so much. I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, there is no way. It looks more like maybe a young Sammy Hagar, possibly. Uh, maybe Sunshine from uh, Remember the Titans. That's who he really I looks like. I was reading like. the Flash Blood Roll Run, and that Jeff Johns is writing the whole thing, where she goes and does a whole hockey bit with the Combines and, and Keystone City. I'm like, Jim cannot read this because he's going to find 10 things wrong with it. It's going to drive him nuts. Mm-hmm. It's I, like four I pages. Found- I found something uh, earlier this week uh, that was a baseball deal. Made no damn sense the way this announcer <laughs> announced a home run. And it was drove it me up nuts. to the plate home run? No, it was like, and there it goes. It, I, I can't even. It was so stupid that no announcer would say, please don't it do it. It turns out it was just freaking Paradise by nuts. the dashboard light. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was there. They're getting uh, freaking Phil Rizzuto to do that without knowing. He had no idea he was doing that voiceover. He thought he was doing something for baseball. Yeah. Not a sexy deal. He didn't know he was talking sexy. Uh, yes, what did you give this? I am giving it a 6.5 out of 10 because while I like the art, even though I just said it was over the top, it's still really 
enjoyable. This is classic Howard Porter that I do love. It's just that this whole idea feels kind of played out for the whole classic sci-fi tropes that Grant Morrison wants to play here, and you don't get a lot with the Justice League as it is. And it doesn't do enough in my mind to bring you up to speed with the current you know, Justice League status with all the different Justice Leagues shutting down to make this your one and only Justice League. It just kind of throws you into this weird sci-fi adventure that doesn't feel all that original by the end. Yeah, I'm going to go seven. I, I actually like some of the funny little moments. I, I even got a kick out of the Wolverine and the Doctor Doom. If we were getting this games. right now, uh, but that's the thing. I don't care about these games now. They're <laughs> old games. If it was now and it was Ben just saying, oh, Doc Samson, then then I'll slice somebody. But here, you know, I could just like, eh, that's kind of goofy. But it's we're going to move goofy. on to the next one uh, that I'll tell you before you even announce what it is, Eric. Uh, I'll tell you that reading this story, it, it, it's a sad story to me. It made me oh kind of depressed a little. It just is a not dark story. It's just depressing, the whole deal. Uh, and I, I don't know. It didn't make me smile, but what is it? <laughs> it is Superman Red Sun. smiling. <laughs> Number one, written by Mark Miller with art Hello, by Dave science. Johnson, Andrew Robinson, Paul Mounts, and Ken Lopez. From a story that is from June 2003, Jim. In this Elseworlds story, we see the Man of Steel appear in the USSR and become the ultimate weapon for the communists during the Cold War. Thankfully, though, Superman is still Superman with the same ideals of helping everyone instead of being someone's weapon. But that's not stopping the American scientist Lex Luthor from doing everything he can to take the Russian Superman down. In this first issue, we see the beginnings of Superman, the death of Stalin, the first meeting of Superman and Wonder Woman, and even the origin of Batman. But this issue ultimately takes us down the path of seeing Superman do something he never wanted to do in becoming Stalin's successor. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to reference back in the USSR, Eric, and you didn't. You said the USSR, but you didn't do the Paul McCartney Beatles deal. But we go into this, well, and like I, I said, want to do that. That the whole deal, because they're awesome. Uh, oh, the whole deal of this bad. is, as I'm reading it, and the whole, you know, knowing what's going to happen with Superman, and knowing that he is going to end up having to do something that he didn't want to do originally, and just the idea of... Lois in an awful marriage that shouldn't be and then ends up ending and knowing that and then even the thing where Superman's saying you know later on they're going to have you're some else it's so weird it in my me mind so because sad. you're sitting here reading Superman Red Sun you're just thinking things could be better in a different world if I'm only like, you knew be. Red Sun that's Superman what, that, that's what he even says I'm when they're you, like they, they went, when they talk about in, in centuries from now when some writer will talk about this first meeting of Lois Lane and Superman where he then fictionalizes the story and they become lovers and how this will become the greatest novel of centuries in the future and stuff like that and it will captivate people with this idea i'm like see look at you playing your goddamn games now too i don't need you going <laughs> off on these weird narrations talking about what we know in this elsewhere story I like that in an Elseworlds world, they would make an Elseworlds story that then is our story. It's a I, I think story that's pretty cool. Centuries from now, about this first yeah. meeting that nobody saw. Made me sad. Made me sad. The the only one that uh, actually works out in all of this Perry is White. Jimmy. Oh. No, Jimmy. He he gets an upgrade, even though he's kind of a moron. Agent but Jimmy still, Olsen. He, yeah, Agent. James Olsen. I mean, really, he's great. But uh, yeah, you go into this, and if you haven't read Red Sun, you still probably know the basis of the story. Well, yeah, you probably. I have not read all of Red Sun. I only read two issues of this, and I stopped. Back and there in only the three. Day. Uh, uh, yeah, four? I, I just never finished. Finished it. No, there's three. Okay. Uh, I never finished it. Right. And then there's the movie that came out. And it, you get the idea. And if you do think, 
of what could have been. I'm going to make a little Elseworlds of an Elseworlds, but if this would have been the 90s, 10 years before, and, you know, maybe not Mark Miller, but somebody else, you would have had probably the Russian Superman that's going to go and just kill everyone. And, you know, oh, my, really? Yeah, I'm saying just the idea of it being a bad Superman because he's Russian, he's he's bad. But Mark Miller actually does it a little different. And I'm telling you, I think nine out of 10 people who would have written this story would have had the idea that Superman, he's there for the Russians and he's kicking ass. And then you have the regular Justice League take him on. I, I really do. It would be like injustice kind of deal. But instead, he uses this to show that even though it's unfortunate that Superman did land in Russia and he didn't get to be his own man and he still has the ideals and it's good that he grew up on you know a collective a collective and, yeah, farm he yeah learned, he learned the ideals of communism but he learned the ideals of communism He's which is to worker. help all the fellow man and the worker and you do your work everybody fits in so it does still and to me Mark Miller is showing you that in the basis of it, we're not that different. No, from it's not at all. That's the thing have. is that I like the most about this. Because I if have, you go I've, with the ideals. Well, that's the thing is I never read Red Sun Superman going into this whole thing. I watched the movie. So when I watched it, I'm like, all right, this is a fun movie. I don't know how close it is to the comic. But going into this, I'm like, well, essentially for the first bit, they do stay pretty close in the movie whole thing. But like the thing I like the most about this is going in, because I had my own ideas thinking like, all right, we're going to have the whole Cold War. Like this is our nuclear. Actually, you know what I thought about? This is almost like a, uh, at first, when I first went into this whole thing, it's almost like Dr. Manhattan and the Watchmen being the nuclear deterrent kind of thing with, that the Americans had. But now it's on the like you know Russian side. So I'm like, but we had Superman coming across. Like, I don't expect Dr. Manhattan to go and save anybody in Moscow or anything like that in the whole Watchmen universe. We have Superman flying over and willing to save anybody he can because that's who he is. I'm like, all right, that's a fun story right there. I want to see how this turns for him. And that's what I like about it. And you have a couple things that are just on the side that Mark Miller is doing that are really good. You have it take place with Stalin. So you're, you're past World War II. You're in a time where the world is building up to the big Cold War. That is what's going to start it with Superman really kicking it in here. But Stalin's a piece of crap. And he wasn't for the people. Yeah. He was saying that. He was playing it up. But he was just bad, bad, bad. And so Superman, yeah, he's agenda. duped. He's duped like the rest of the world with that and eventually does, you know, figure some things out. He ain't duped like the rest of the West. Yeah, yeah, really. The rest uh, of the West. That's what I meant. Yeah. I like that the whole deal, there's a lot of things here with Ike and they're freaking out because, you know, they, I like Ike. it's the whole deal. Yeah. And then they have to get their own Superman. And well, that's the worst a part cool of this whole thing. Because we have the Lex Luthor character here because it's just a standard, like, if we don't have a Superman in the America, we have Lex Luthor, who is the more over the top Lex Luthor that we've seen in a long time, where he is the top scientist in the world, essentially, but he's in America and pretty much. He is the guy that everybody goes to if you have a problem. So now that we have reports of a Superman in Moscow showing up, we're going to have Lex Luthor given pretty much unlimited funds to make sure that he can come up with a way to take this threat down. If it's propaganda, it's propaganda. But if it's real, we need to have a deterrent to this. And this guy is just so over the top to where we have to show how smart he is. So he's, you know, he woke up in the morning and made a, a friggin' uh, a portable tape deck so he can listen around and make some headphones for it as he walks around while playing multiple people at chess and coming up with an idea how to stop the Superman or ordering puzzles through the mail and being and sent to him. And here's the like, thing. Ugh. I think that there's a little something else at play, though. I think that this really shows that because once he gets real inspired with Superman, 
a lot of that stuff stops because he's now fo- he's not focused. He's always focused on Superman. And without Superman being in America and not knowing it up until that time, the guy has a lot of time on his hands. He's learning languages oh, in the, the morning. Thing, is he's doing when, that. When and I Lois really gets like home that. and he has the like the quiz show on that's volumes down because now he's going to learn how to lip read. I'm yeah. like, that's the thing is I do like you talking about the idea that he needs Superman to be focused he needs on something, something but to focus. This early bit of Lex Luthor was just like <laughs> it made so me laugh. He looks top. like Sean Connery too. <laughs> He looks so much like Sean Connery, a a red-haired version. And so when he's doing that, though, I do like it that, you know, even Lois is one of those distractions because once Superman and and one of the best lines of this whole deal is the, oh, man, if only Superman would have landed in in the U.S., we would have been best friends. And, you know, (laughs) that's not the case. It's just not the case. And he starts getting obsessed. And when he does finally fully get obsessed with Superman, he doesn't need that Lois distraction either. Right, we're and gonna have, I'm going to take a sabbatical from this marriage for a while there, yeah. Lois. You mean we're getting divorced? Yeah. Whatever, baby. Yeah. It's funny. It, it reminded me of – it's so bad when he does that, but it reminds me so much of what – it seemed like Brian Michael Bendis was trying to do with Lois and Clark in, in the whole deal. Yeah, we have a different sort of marriage, but yeah, it's a broken one. Yeah, really. And uh, But yeah, I love that the idea when Jimmy comes because the government has – hired Lex to kind of work on something that can combat the Superman and Jimmy's Jimmy, like, Jim. you got puzzles. Look at this. All James this. Olsen. Yeah, James. He deserves hey, respect. Look, look at all this nonsense over here. You're not even working because well, I that's swear the thing to God, is, we he go to Star Labs all he, over the place. He has been given unlimited funds for the most part. When James walks in and just sees a bunch of puzzle boxes with a bunch yeah. of toys pretty much on the ground for Lex. But in the background, you have all these gigantic machines of super science. All I can call oh, them. Yeah. What are these things? Because these look impressive, whatever they are. Yeah, can they he do. stop a Superman? I don't and know. That's the, that's the page on the bottom right, Sean Connery. <laughs> I, I like when you have Lex, though, and he's like, hey, you know, and it's almost like Jimmy James. Oh, that is Sean Connery. Me. Look at that. J- yeah, isn't it? James seems to like think that Lex is so smart and probably all the things that he's heard about him that he Why might even you? be clairvoyant yeah. because he's you must be James Olsen agent Olsen how did you, know? you know oh Jimmy you have an appointment you idiot let's go <laughs> it made me laugh because that shows Thunderheads. yeah agent agent Olsen is still a nonsense guy uh but I did like it and yeah then I'm telling you Sean Connery uh but yeah so they go and like you said it's really pushing this idea that Lex is too smart for his own good. And it seems as if that if it wasn't for Superman of any way, though, he would not have been bad. Superman does yes, make he him wouldn't the have villain. been bad, but he is just even not. I mean, he's just not a good guy to begin he with. He changed the world. He could have, but he didn't. And the whole thing is like where we have to have Lois Lane married to Lex Luthor. Uh, but I don't understand why I could. I can understand the whole attraction to an intelligent man and stuff like this, and this is why, but- But you would think Lois would go for a better guy, I just don't understand what they're doing together because they're never together. Like, you know, it's a weird thing. And there ain't no John around. They ain't got no kids. So you have, even when Superman does end up meeting Lois for the first time face-to-face- After Lex's plan to take down Superman because you realize- They have an attraction. He looks at the Daily Planet, you know, whole thing. Daily Planet, Sputnik, Metropolis, Superman, Space race blah 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 this whole thing i've got it i have to bring down sputnik too and superman he's gonna and it's gonna come over america and superman 
I know through my calculations, he is going to come and stop this whole thing in the grandest fashion he can. And once he does, I'm going to take that DNA he leaves behind. And then after all of these plans, we will have our Superman deterrent. Yep. And I like the whole deal where you have set up Lex as being super intelligent, but also a guy with the chess. The chess is a real big thing. Oh, yeah. And this is kind of what Smart this people is. play chess. The, and they tell yeah, me that really, he's smart, Jim. I, I, I play checkers. We know. Y- you end up with that whole chess move of, okay, he'll do this, then he'll do this. You know, he's working ahead. And even at the one point where Superman goes and Sputnik's coming down, they get the word, he's going to go. And, and they're like, oh, my God, it's over America. He's going to save Americans. Even says, I love everybody. I save anybody who needs help, not just yeah. Russians. We're and all you get people. That great Superman he's more for the humanity. And uh, with that, it's just a cool idea of how Lex really, you know, he's really playing it, you know, weird this way if it didn't go well, because Superman even says, I could just disintegrate this. And if he did, the plan's done, but yeah. he doesn't because Lex said grand he's going to show it in this grand fashion. He's got to make a scene to make sure everybody sees him be this propaganda pseudo tool. Yeah. And when you're going to go through this, you do get classic moments of Superman, but in a Russian skewed deal, like when he's stopping the train yeah. to end up where he the one, and even that said, the, you know, the Russians start, you know, they want to get a look at this old, you know, Russian propaganda tool. They want to get a look at what this guy's real now. So they start getting really lax with their freaking safety measures. I'm like, they just want him to show up and save them. Oh, I, I love the idea that he does <laughs> seem to think that. And it, it, again, getting tired of these people. It kind of plays of maybe oh, Lois, Lois throws herself out windows so that Superman can catch her. So it, it, it plays out so well i think that he goes and even like if you went a couple years later and, and kind of went with the deal superman is kind of the russian beatles too where you have people watching on the tv they're all inspired getting the you know the deal but when he goes to america and saves people it, it ends up you know putting a wrench in a lot of the propaganda a lot of things and i actually thought okay lex kind of done messed up here because it's showing that this guy is better and he isn't but he just wanted that dna that's yeah. all he wanted but he does come face to face with lois well, that's the thing he is, knows i that thought about the excited. idea that about you know why would he have a drop over because at first i'm thinking you know the satellite's going to come down and it's going to be like almost like a false flag situation where now we look at the, the the sputnik 2 came down and hit metropolis killed all of these people we have to take arms against the russians and whatnot and i said it like you know even though i watched the movie i forgot a lot of what happened in it but i started having all these different ideas like why would he do this and i thought to myself it's all because they need to get to that satellite fast to get that dna and that's the only reason it can't be in russia or they can't get it. yeah it's not theirs but it also has to be close and also, I think Lex just, he don't want to go to New York or anything. He just wants it right there. Maybe he wants to see this man of steel in action. Yeah, I think that he wanted that as well. And I actually thought that there was going to be something where he saw Lois and, you know, Superman have this little moment, but it wasn't. He, he's where not concerned. He's not concerned that much. Love. Yeah, but he ends up, so throughout you all of this, alien. though, you end up I'm having, my head. Yeah, you have the Russians and you have Stalin and they are using Superman as they would as a big propaganda machine. Oh, yeah. They got uh, a Superman day going on, parades, parties, nonstop stuff. We even have Wonder Woman and Hippolyta come in as, you know, delegates from Paradise Island to see if you want to join our cause because that West, 
they're awful, but like, you know, we should come over here and bring, you know, like, uh, you know, be a part of our party. Cause you see what we're doing for the women's. Yeah. But I, I also see that human rights stuff isn't all yeah, that great. You're, either, you're not though, good. So and that's where maybe you, you should see start building some stuff up there, Stalin. And that's where you get the first hint. If you weren't aware that Stalin was involved in tons of atrocities. And so when you're doing this too, you have Superman where Stalin really comes off as like a adopted father to him. I, he doesn't oh, yeah. come off as the poor Peter. Oh, right. You know, he doesn't, yeah, I know he, doesn't go off Stalin like behind the scenes and say that Superman he's he's nonsense no he really likes him and the others don't nobody else in the party because they're all for themselves especially Peter who he wants to be the successor who is the Russian Pete Ross which I didn't figure out illegitimate child of Stalin who knows to himself because even though he has rose through the ranks of the Russian military and stuff like that because we have the Superman here he will never be able to succeed Stalin because Superman will always be there to be the next successor. And he's pissed. He's like, here I am, 25 years old, and I have reached my peak. What am I supposed to do now? I'm just going to drink and maybe kill myself. Yeah, and when you even have him bitching and moaning to Stalin, who says, listen, you, you, I have a lot of illegitimate kids. You've at least done something with yourself. You, you're in the what party. You went up, and he's pissed. I'm done. I'm not even 30, and, and my whole deal is cut short. And it seems like Quiet he down, is Pietro. one of the bodyguards for Stalin. That's kind of how he goes about his deal. You don't need him anymore because there's a guy who can deflect bullets and, and all these things. But Superman is not involved. He's not interested in that. He's interested in, you know, Mother Russia being great, how he was brought yeah. up. He likes the USSR. Yeah, he likes the, the workers, common deal. Making sure that the common people and have what they the need thing, to live. Which I really love. The idea that Mark Miller is playing with is the oh look at Superman he's out of time you know you have a 80 Superman who still has the ideals of a 50 you know 1950s and so you end up having a Superman here even though it is in that time still but he's an idealistic guy he's there everybody gets food hey at at one point at the end of the issue he meets up with his childhood Lana you got the the 1950s idealism just from the east instead of the west yeah and but the the problem the is he is out of time. He's not in touch with what's going on because he's the big blue Boy Scout, but now he's the big red Boy Scout. And even at the end when he's like, hey, you, you know, give some bread to these kids. They're starving. They're like, I haven't eaten in three weeks, buddy. We were all waiting. We're not going to eat for months. Now you just and, have all these people just going, going up, Superman, on. give us food, yeah. help. We haven't eaten at all. And like, he this doesn't is still- realize And that. now the Stalin's gone. What are we going to do? Because the country's just going to crumble. Yeah, and he thinks that everything's great for everybody because he's busy saving somebody from falling out of building. This person with a a cat up a tree and things like that. But Russia needs way more than that. Just because your old friend Lana showed up to town and just happens to want some food before she heads back. And there's some bad things, even when and he doesn't react as much because while they're going, they're having a big Superman day. They're celebrating Superman. Peter was not invited to this. Uh, and Superman gets which worried. is great because yeah. Superman wants to know where he's at. Like, where's Peter? He like you know, not knowing that he wasn't invited. It's like he wasn't here. I can sense him two miles away, getting drunk and shooting a scarecrow. Whatever. I'm going to go find out what's going on, Peter over and, here. And my biggest problem with the issue, actually, and with this whole deal of a setup. 
I really wish that we would have seen a little more of Superman with Pieter before this because it is the Pete Ross deal. I'm saying I want to have like seeing them just having a lot of fun together. You really only get the, hey, I'm Superman. I hate you. I'm the illegitimate kid. Well, yeah, he's jealous the entire time. I wish that though they had a friendship at one point like a Pete Ross. Because even even when Superman's talking about like, I wasn't always like this. I didn't start getting my powers until I was 12 years old. And that was just super hearing at that point. All those things before that, I was just a regular Russian just like you. And I'm like, yes. And I would have loved to see like Pieter come from the same like work collective. So they could have known each other as kids to have this whole weird part where all of a sudden Superman starts like exceeding everybody. And because of his alien heritage, now Pete gets jealous. And it would have almost been the Lex type deal yeah. of that. There, You know, you'd always have somebody who's going to be jealous. And I really wanted that. I really would have liked and saying that, oh man, it'd be great if Pieter was in the same collective and Somebody's going to be like, well, that would be a weird coincidence. Yeah, Smallville had everybody there, so it's not that much of a coincidence. You could have done it. Got around, he impregnated some people. I would have really loved that. I would have really have loved that to see them have a friendship and then just see Superman not realize that Peter is so jealous until this point because this is a really good scene still. And really, when Superman stops him from committing suicide, is it's awesome. That is a great scene. The way that. He's that, faster than a speeding bullet, and he could stop and it. This whole, and this whole bit, we also have Pieter talking about how he realizes how awful his job is because he had to go and kill off two parents of this young boy for handing out su- like anti-Superman leaflets, and he had, had to do his job of being the protection, the freaking the secret police, and go around and kill them, leaving a young Bruce Wayne, Russian Bruce Wayne here, to stare him down and just have all this idea of vengeance and justice in his brain. Get out of here, boy. You have no parents. You have nothing. Just get out of here. Gutter trash. And he's like, some people said that he jumped into the river. Others said that he licked his wounds. And and well, that's the thing, too, where we didn't get a really great or any sort of connection with Peter and Superman. The Bruce Wayne origin here, a bet. It, it's too quick of where the timeline is now. It's almost like, hey, what were you doing yesterday or this afternoon? Really? You know what I did? I killed some people and this kid looked at me and they're already talking about him. Uh, I thought that that was a little too quick on the deal, but it's it's still cool. And it's one of those where it's not playing around. You don't have to be smart to know, oh my, it's Batman. I just well, like it. Even at the end when you have this whole thing where he even shoots the boy to make sure he runs away from his dead parents and we have Peter Reckle, like, you know, doing a little uh, like uh, talking about what happened after that, you even have and through the stories where it's just Bruce on his knees, young as a bunch of bats. Like, you're not even trying to be coy <laughs> That's anymore. What I'm saying. It's like they don't even want to pretend that they're trying uh, to elude Just in case anything. you just don't think that these are just regular people here, check this out. Bats everywhere. He looked at me and he started talking gruff, and then he was on a gargoyle and he started, yeah. And then he said, Yes, father, I shall become a bat. I'll I'll become the bat. Yeah, and I love, though, that you end up having Peter's like, Yep, I'm done. Ends up trying to kill him. So, and Superman stops it. And even then, I thought that you didn't play it up as much. I really thought Peter was going to be like, you won't even let me kill myself, you asshole. Like, why can you do this? This is ridiculous. He and you just have Superman, you know, sleep it off, buddy. Now, you should stop drinking. The weirdest drinking. part about this whole thing, because we have Superman just stopping. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Then, after when... this whole thing. And he's just like, oh, Jesus, I've done such a terrible thing, Superman. Father made me so angry this morning. And I arranged. And then Superman stops him because he hears something two miles away back at the party where Stalin has collapsed because yeah, he's been 
Peter, Peter was the one who hired the guy to poison him and, and then killed the guy. We never deal with this in this whole thing. You see I that guess, Peter then goes to and executes the guy who was involved. why does Superman – I'm telling you, Superman's not a dumb guy. Yes, he's very naive he for what it is. Why would he not confront Pieter about this whole situation where he talks about, yeah, I got to the bottom of it and I executed the man responsible for poisoning father. But I'm like, you were just talking about how you arranged something. Well, let's go back to that conversation, yeah, Pieter. And, and you arranged something right after you got mad. And it's one of those, like, Pieter, you, you don't want to get him mad. He is a guy who's going to go off the deep end no matter what. Cyanide I mean, this is. is just like one, hey, uh, you Cut can't- Cut me you, off, will hey, you? Hey, Rafe, I uh, can't have you do those Madden points anymore. Oh, you want some dinner, father? Would you Would like, you like some a more? glass of cyanide? I mean, tea? <laughs> Would you like some of that? I mean, this soda? He knows I wouldn't drink tea. What do you think I am? You, you have all this, though. And, he and doesn't know you very there, well. Um, do the, any of them? You, you end up where there's a lot of, and I love the art throughout. I really do. And there's parts oh, where I actually was afraid, even before I read it the first time, that it was going to go through a whole deal where it was just going to be done in Russian propaganda poster-like things. Because when this did come out, it was a big deal. And I did see some things about it and things you'd always see that you know you'd see these big posters russian propaganda posters with the well, superman and the sickle too for a while on the new 52 where all of those propaganda pseudo kind of posters were coming out about superman I don't mind and the, the apocalypse posters. And stuff i like was that. afraid that it was just going to be all the art and you do play with it at points during the parade things like that but the other stuff i really like i'm uh, there's just subtle things i love when superman comes to see what happened with stalin and it's in the dark he's got the his whole you know medals he's got his russian outfit on and you just see his eyes glowing and it looks just so good because he's just realized that there was cyanide so poisoning. So scary he is he really is he's clenching his you, that's fist. what i'm telling you about whenever we have something like this where there's ever a shred of any kind of like uh evidence that superman could turn evil i'm always with lex with him like yes we got to do something about or even a batman where you have a contingency plan like we got to make sure we do something because this god like alien might turn it any goddamn but that's what i like about the story because mark miller doesn't play that he plays the good guy it didn't matter where he went he's still gonna be good it's just who yeah when it's just who ends up being around him and it really does end up being the the villain's man and i also love the idea that pieter even spells it out and you know that the the rest of the party thinks it as well of we're the party of the people the way you're an alien you're not yeah. even from you here this is nonsense you shouldn't be allowed and i actually think that that's something Hate that you, you could have played up a little more because i think that stalin would have been down with that too yeah he would have been somebody who would have used him as a weapon and propaganda I- i'm actually shocked that he didn't have things in a place because even pieter says to uh, stalin at one point He's going to take over for you and stun. Oh, what, what is this going to be? You know, that sort of thing. Say la vie, baby. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that there wasn't a little more of that. But what we end up going is that Lex now is all excited. This is the problem that I have as well deal. with this whole thing, because we don't have any kind of time frames going on. How much time has passed in between scenes that we deal with? Because now we have Stalin just get cyanide poison. We don't know at what point, you know, uh, Pieter had killed Bruce Wayne's family. But like there was some time in the past. I don't That's know the was thing, that, that though. Morning the weird or thing, like that. though, he says it was them handing out anti-Superman yes. day. And that was that day. That was like early. That's why I thought it was like, uh, you know, I've done some bad things. What are you talking about, Pieter? Two hours ago, I was shooting this kid's family. It seemed too quick to me. I wish that was longer but then, ago. 
But then when we jump ahead to Back into America, where now Lex Luthor has achieved the Superman 2 project, and they have their own Superman for the U.S., I'm like, how long did that take you? But, like, how far ahead are we now? I do like the idea, though, that we had the whole Superman and or the Bizarro. And usually when Lex is involved in the clone Bizarro deal, he's not a guy who's patient. It always screws him up. He's never going to let it cook long enough. And I do like at the beginning where you did have Agent James Olsen say – yeah, we need some results here. They're, they're, they need something. They need something quick. And I now think we're developing that Lex, technology is freaking like beyond anything we should yeah. be able to do. And I think, that, I think that that's the play that it is a little too quick because it's a monstrosity. And it is and it's, I just it's don't worse understand. Than, than Bizarro even just that's the look. The thing is is, awful. I, I don't understand if we're like being an American citizen. Here we are. We are having a Cold War against Russia. They have a Superman, an Adonis of a man who can do anything with godlike powers. What do we have? We got a a monster in spandex over here that I don't want to look at. I'm like, I don't think we should actually put this out there for anybody to see because I don't want them to think of America and think of monsters. And they say they keep them away. They they do the, you know, they're taking pictures with a wide berth. They're not getting close. No close-ups. Cecil D. DeMille, you're not going to go for your close-up. Yeah, you're not getting your close-up. But the, the idea of this, though, that I think is weird that they play a little with this going is the kind of turn that Bizarro has because he's there and he hears people talking shit on him constantly. He's above a submarine that he's flying and they're going into Russian territory so that they do get attacked and he can fight off Superman. And he, all he hears is that monstrosity. Look at that thing. It's awful. It's See, that's than a weird my part too. They talk about going in like Superman's there talking about you go no further. This is not part of you like, you know, where you like uh, you can come to. But when they start fighting, they go into London and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, but I like, think it's just supposed to be all over on? the place. And and that's the thing. When they end up having that where it seems as if they made a weird call to then do something almost like the Metropolis deal that maybe what was going to happen is – Bizarro was going to go save London, but then he didn't. And then Superman, and it does get a little wonky. It gets a little bit confusing here. And the Russians uh, or the the English, they're all for Superman because they are saying, but throughout this whole thing, Bizarro is yes. just getting sad. He's getting more and more <laughs> sad because people don't like him. And, and it's a weird play near the end of this issue to just have this sad Bizarro, who then ends uh, up this? doing is, the is hero's choice. Weird, yeah, but this is a weird play as well when, you know, Superman starts shooting his heat vision at Bizarro, and Bizarro freaks out, starts shooting his x-ray vision everywhere, giving all the people in the sub cancer and even burning their freaking skin off, where then, oh no, my skin in the submarine, I better hit fire yeah, on this and that's missile. Where I don't they're know engaging where it's going. Them. Yeah, and that's where you end up with the unfortunate, it goes to the uh, Tower of London, you know, Big Ben's coming down. Big Ben! And so well, you end up like having all these because things. Because Superman was punched through I it. know, well, they're, they're having a lot of problems in Britain right now. Brexit, this is nothing compared to that. So you have Thankfully, all this going though, on. Bizarro, Superman 2, he also was cloned with the ideals of Superman as well. Because when push comes to shove, he does make the hero's choice, like you and said. And I think that he wants to be loved, too. He's getting yeah. sad. At the one point, he's crying, it looks like. He's just all upset. Where they're like, That's just get ice out vision. of here. I'm telling you, no, I'm saying when they're the, <laughs> Brit- the British are like, go home, American Superman, you bizarro jerk. We like the Russian Aww. one. And he's like, 
Oh, why? Because he even stops Superman. Ugly. Because he doesn't want Superman to be the one. He uses his ice vision to stop him so that he can do the hero's choice and be the hero as he goes up and then says, hello, everybody. Me very pleased to meet you. Basically, as go after yourself. I'm going to just destroy this Death Star is what it looks like. And then, you know, it blows up almost like a firestorm deal uh, when it just goes nuclear above Earth. Uh, yeah, and it's crazy. And I just, it was so weird. much for the Superman 2 project. And all this is is so that and Lex gets fully crazy. And that's the thing is the Superman 2 project is what made Lex go over the top. Because, yes, we have a problem with this godlike Superman in Russia, but the, 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 the wrong, the not cooked enough clone of this guy <laughs> was still smart enough to beat Lex in chess. And at that point, you know what? You're right. You're right, Lex Luthor. You have been wasting too much time with your games. Yeah. You better get divorced over here. We better just come up with an ultimate plan. I'm going to take this Superman Divorce. down because these poor I'm guys that are anybody. working for him all get shot. He just goes from, all right, I'm an eccentric billionaire, you know, scientist that they're paying tons of money to, to supervillain because he lost a game of chess and he shoots everyone dead who was involved with him and divorces Lois and then goes off to be obsessed. Like, how is he not going to become the, the military's? prime target at this point when he just takes yeah. out the, like the people again the i guess you're playing the that, idea uh, that he should always be right you know that the president gave him these people these technicians for the project he murders them all and just goes rogue i'm like i don't know if that's the best move there lex i don't know if that's the smartest move for you because you know genius man yeah yeah he, he ends up i think that once he lost in chess to bizarro he pretty much said <laughs> i'm done with these i'm done with these chess moves now uh then Lo- playing these games lois in the meantime right before she gets divorced she's there and she's seeing superman in the clouds i'm like okay that's oh, a little corny uh yes yeah, so you go off and that's where you end though with superman who has consistently said i am not a political guy. I don't want to get involved in the politics. I'm no. just here. I'm here to help the people. You tell me what to people. do. I'll do that. But I'm not involved. Been promising Peter that he's never going to get involved. Well, he ends up seeing his old childhood chum, Lana, who's there with Which her kids. Which I love kids. in the movie. They call her Svetlana. Yeah, movie, that is pretty cool. Return. Having it just be Lana here, I'm like, oh, I like Svetlana. Lana Lazarenko. Uh, and she's there because she used all her money to go because they ended up burying Stalin. It's a huge yeah, deal. Stalin's Everybody huge, wants huge to get deal. there. Uh, and she spent all their savings, all their money. They have to the get back is, to just, their town. I'm telling you, I know it's a different time, different place, different world, really, for what was going on right now. But the idea that we have a mother and her two children, they spent all the money they have to get here for a yeah, funeral. She's not now, a forward well, thinker either, Eric. Well, <laughs> I got these kids, but we don't have enough money to get home or eat nah, now. I'm like, nah. What, but what we saw that wait, funeral. Wait, wait. Somebody take these children. It's it's basically what Lana said is, listen, we're going to spend all our money to go and see Stalin's funeral. And then the kids are like, but why, Mama? Why would we do that? Because I want <laughs> you to- Can we just finally have some dinner I, on the table? No, no, Mama, no. I, I want you to that. see a funeral because that's the next thing that we're going to be doing for you two, too. You're going to be dead. And so they go and they don't have any money or whatever. But it shows you, just again, in, in the meantime, though, it shows you- the love look, that look, they I'm had for like, Stalin, which because they didn't know what was going on, and it, neither did it, Superman. It even goes with the whole thing with the incredible melting man from work and how dumb he is, where he goes and he took his, his wife and child to Disney World for the weekend and then had to declare bankruptcy because he had no money. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't some good plan. That, there, was, that was like a $12,000 weekend. Who is he, Bill just, Gates? Is he going around a rickshaw, that guy? The guy I just barely don't understand why this happens. Oh, my God. The guy just is always – he comes over and, huh, do, do you think that I could fight that I had a, a fuel bill for my oil heater that was $200? 
well, did you use the oil? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no? you can't fight it. You're going to fight the cold. This way you're going to fight, get a sweater, <laughs> asshole. Uh, but yeah, so he ended up having Superman go and oh, say wow. to Lana, man, what's wrong? Oh, now, you I'll got tell you, kids? Though, the whole and- thing we used to joke about during when, when uh, Rebirth first started, how bad of a mother Lois was, where she was always away, where it looked like she was always drinking. Like, who was worse, Russian Lana or Lois Lane of Rebirth? Well, the thing is, these kids will remember seeing Stalin's- John 8, Stalin's, that's for sure. It, it, they'll, they'll remember seeing Stalin's funeral for the rest of their lives, which is about three days. So, you know, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, but yeah, they don't have food, and, and Superman thinks, well- she doesn't have food. Well, well everybody has food. We're Let's get her to the front of the line. Come Not on. Even that. They, he thinks that everybody's well fed. He thinks that you could just stab somebody and they got a ham sandwich in their back pocket because this, this is what is, Russia Superman. is. And also just imagine too, he just came from a funeral that all of them came from that probably cost, uh, you know, $10 million. And he's been in these posh things with Wonder Woman dancing around. They're eating and drinking. Great. Everybody in the country is supposed to be like that. This is a country and communism where one person to the next, from the bottom to the top, everything's shared. Superman believes it. Superman thinks that that's how it's been. So when he ends up saying, hey, you, you know, where's your ham sandwich in your back pocket? And the guy's like, I haven't, I haven't eaten a ham sandwich ever. We don't have ham sandwiches here, jerk. And then them even saying, now that Stalin's gone, it's going to get worse. You know, we're not going to eat for months. We don't have grain. That's when he realizes, right. what the hell? You I know, gotta step up. I'm surprised that you don't have the, listen, I have x-ray vision, but I can't see. Hey, I'm It's blind. okay, Superman. It's not your fault. It's just the way the system works. You know, you can't take care of everyone's problems. Actually, Lana, I can. Yeah, and now he just says, and in a classic take pose, care too. Of everyone's problems. And kind of a neat deal where you have him fly off between over the both top. Lenin and Stalin there on their big banners. He's in the middle saying, I am now gonna take care of it. And this everybody he thinks he's he going to. Well, Tell your friends you don't have to be scared or hungry anymore. I'm just like, I'm hungry right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, me. the guy's like, I'm still starving, Superman. Like, they want him to start throwing grain from nowhere. He's like, like a lot I, of kids still have not eaten. Yeah, yeah, no, they haven't. They're, they're eating their coat right now. They're, they're having coat <laughs> with a side of shoe. Yeah, it goes back that. to the whole Depression era movies when you see somebody like, you know, the joke of putting a, a boot in a stew. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Shoelaces. You got the hobo chili going. On. That's what they're doing. I love it. It's like everybody's like, yeah, Superman's going to do it. All right. And then he flies away. They're like, all right, what the hell's oh. happening now? What are we going to eat? Well, there's rats in the sewer. I, hear, a, I don't go in the sewer. ADHD there's the medication. Batmans. The Batmans is in the sewer. No, I heard he jumped in the river. Ah, uh, yes, but that ends it. That ends the first issue. It's good. It really is. It is. And it's it, very good. It, it makes you think. It does. Uh, oh. And I really do like the way that Mark Mellon plays it. Like I said, he's doing a Superman, at least at the beginning, who's an idealistic Superman. It didn't matter where he landed. He's all about the people. He's all about saving anybody who needs to be saved. But then he realizes by the end of this issue that he's kind of been asleep at the wheel when it becomes, and it even goes with what Hippolytus said to Stalin. Oh, yeah, you, you're okay with the ladies, whatever. You like to but bet them down. But overall. human rights you're awful. And that's something that was hidden from everybody, including Superman, who should have been able to see this. I mean, I made the joke, but this is a guy with super hearing and things, but he's only focused on helping people, uh, the big things. and Supervision, so, but he's blind to the he's plight blind of the He's blind to the plight of the, the common man. And, uh, yeah, you see, I have 
have all this going on. It's pretty cool. The but working yeah, people. Even when you have him and Diana dancing, they're not touching the ground, Eric. They're, they're having a, a wonderful time, except Superman really doesn't really get down with it. But uh, And just the idea of a Batman, you know, and all that is pretty cool. Oh, so, we'll get there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wish, again, that we would have been spelled out that it was years ago. I, I'd love Batman to show up and he's Damian Wayne's age. Well, hey, I, there! I, I, I just went back and looked. He said that it was a week ago before Superman Day that he shot them down and, like, handing out anti-Superman But still in the present. I wish that it would have been something that he was worried about later. But then you could jump ahead. We so. all, I'm sorry. We're going to be going a lot into the future as we go on. Yeah. So that's where you end up with the stuff. So, yeah. Uh, what would you give it? I would end up giving an 8 out of 10. My biggest gripes with this whole thing overall is that, I, like you said, I like the idea of Pieter Roslov. I just wish that it would have been more of a connection between him and Superman and seeing, like, why Superman was so concerned with Pieter not being at the party that they should have had this bigger connection that would have enhanced the story in my mind and i also wish they wouldn't have played that game like centuries from now some writer would write about lois and superman's first together where they became love i'm like oh, i don't need i kind of like that as we had uh in the uh you know after the whole uh superman reborn and while that was going on the idea of lois and clark a, a romance through oh, yeah, the it's ages that thing, it's yeah. always a thing so i i kind of like that but I'm going to go overall. I, I love the art. It's eight out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to go eight, five. I, I really did like it. I, I really did enjoy reading it and seeing that, you know, the different deal. And again, we can have some fun with it because it's an Elseworlds deal and it's easy because yeah. it's also a contained story. So you don't have to do homework. You just go in and read it. So that was pretty cool as well. But yeah, I like the whole, you know, thing with Superman always being a good guy, but you know, we'll see how it goes from here, but we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, let's hear It is mail with Jim, and we don't need Eric Shea, and we're not going to have him because I was waiting for him to connect to do the podcast, and he must be drunk, right? He must be drunk. Are you nuts? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do this mail on my own, but if you want to get involved in the mail, we'll start doing mail as a regular thing. From here on out, we skipped last week because we we're still trying to pick up the pieces of what we we're going to do. Uh, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Red did this week. And Red says, hello, Jim, Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. I hope everything's well with you guys. I'm emailing you guys to say that you are really helping me get through the quarantines right and now. That's good. I need somebody to get me through the quarantines right now. You know what I'm saying? The first show after the shutdown was really good. That was last week's kind of amalgam greatest hits that was voted on, which we're continuing tonight in the other heroes section of that. I especially like both of your guys' different perspectives on Emerald Twilight. On one hand, you had Eric, who was more familiar with the history, and on the other hand, you had Jim, who's a moron, right? A maroon. He didn't say that, but that I, I can kind of guess that that's what most people thought. Uh, Jim was more uh, going in without much of the backstory, and that is true, and I really enjoyed that first issue of Emerald Twilight, and I think that I convinced Eric with my enthusiasm, I ended up, and maybe my charisma. 
I ended up convincing Eric that it was better than maybe he thought when he reread it. I'm also really enjoying the daily catch-up shows. It's exposing me, exposing him to some stuff that I missed out on that were pretty good, like the question book and the Meet the Scrolls book. That is a Marvel book. Luckily, Eric's not here. He wouldn't like to hear that. And it's tough. I don't like to expose people while we're supposed to be in quarantine. You know what I mean? I'm also glad that you're giving a spotlight to some books like Far Sector, which I actually enjoy a lot and was disappointed when you guys stopped covering it on the podcast originally. And that's a book that Eric is not involved with. He he doesn't like the young animal slash black label slash anything that he has to do work on. So I thoroughly enjoyed the Necessary Nonsense show, and it's great having Reggie back. And that was awesome. We're going to continue doing that. We just have to come up with a schedule and also... You know, some things to talk about. Lastly, I'm glad that Jim is enjoying Batman, the animated series so far, at least. Yes, I am. I was rewatching it because of the quarantine. It really does hold up. And so I'm glad that you like it. And I did. Uh, I'm going to be continuing my cartoon show on the Patreon, but it'll be a bit before I get back to Batman, the animated series. We're going to jump around through, you know, a DC one then a Marvel, then go back. And and so I want to put at least three or four in the mix uh, before we start going back to second episodes. And I believe I I ended up saying that I was going to do the X-Men cartoon next. I think I might do something Spider-Man, though, when I was thinking about it. I think Spider-Man is going to be next. It's just which one. Uh, And he says, uh, anyway, keep up the good work and thanks for everything you guys do and stay safe. And that is from Red. And I hope everybody's staying safe, washing your hands, social distance, warrioring it up. Is that how you say it? Warrioring it up. And that is Red P.S. Sorry about the grammar. I'm working on it while I'm stuck at home. Hopefully by the next time I write you guys, it'll be a little better. It's fine with me. I'm telling you, I'm waiting for Brandon to get back to writing since he it hasn't written in years. Uh, and I, I just need to see all that red. That shows up with the miss. It's more punctuation, but ah, oh, Brandon. He, he, I hope that he does start since we have this downtime and things like that. I need to hear from him uh, on a mail. That used to be a weekly deal. So that is the mail for the night. I'm pretty sure that by now Eric will have gotten a hold of me. I just wanted to get this done so that we could get done at a reasonable hour because I still need to do a bunch of shows, including. That daily show, and I've had a couple I'm trying to do every day, and at 10 days in a row I've done it, and my biggest problem is that a couple times I've been like a minute before the witching hour, and I had to get it out, and I'm afraid doing this longer podcast without have already done my daily deal that I'm going to be in trouble, but today, afterwards, I will do it, and just as a little bit of a commercial for it, my daily show today will be Issue one of Joker Killer Smile, the Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino book, and the second issue of Conan the Barbarian, the Jason Aaron Conan book. So I'll have to get back to that when we're all done here. But thank you, Red. Thanks, everybody, for listening to my nonsense. And hopefully we'll be going back to me and Eric talking some books. Hey there, me back, because after we got done recording, I saw that Alex M. had emailed us while we were recording. So... I am going to add this on now, and it's from Alex M. So my first email I wrote today involves some bitching and moaning. It would probably take at least 15 minutes to get through it. I will not send it today as I want to bring positiveness to the podcast, and somebody's got to do that, right? 
Okay, so I got Freedom Fighters from Barnes & Noble yesterday. It was only 25 bucks with free shipping, as I got two other titles, including Ascender Volume 1 from the Descender series by Jeff Lemire, a series I think Eric would really, really appreciate. I also am getting a Charles Dickens novel, something that Eric is living. Based on what I've read so far, I can tell you that Freedom Fighters is probably a good example of a writer making their own Watchmen. It's certainly a lot of fun so far, and I think the art is great. I'm going to say that this is a good example of what makes Dan DiDio a great editor at times. As you can tell, this project is up his alley, and I'm sure this is a story that needed all the 12 issues for completion. And I disagree there. I think it needed 16. Oh, my. I think that it should have been a little bit better near the end. And I wish that it sold better so that we could have gotten a sequel so we could have seen the avatars of the uh, Europe and things like that going through the war. I don't or going through the post-war, I should say. I don't think he was wrong when he wanted to reduce Omega Men to nine issues. I don't either, because there is one thing I learned about Tom King is that he is a nine issue man trying to pretend that he's a 12 issue guy. When in most cases, his maxi series could be reduced with a little bit of effort to six issues. But trying to stay positive here, and one thing that Tom King does allow is for his artists to work on longer projects. And since he simplifies a lot of stuff, it makes it easier for them. Plus, you can usually read his stuff pretty quickly. And sometimes this is nice in comics. By the way, Jim, there is a podcast about music. And they've talked mostly about punk bands so far, including the Stooges. Not those stooges. The Damned. And this one band that I found really interesting called Suicide. Do you know the band Suicide? I didn't know the band Suicide. And I'll tell you, growing up as a kid, I talked a lot about, you know, how I was a scaredy cat growing up. So punk music when I was growing up scared the crap out of me. And it was more the visual and how the people acted. Uh, Later on, I did end up going and really liking bands like the Stooges. And and I know that people would say, oh, look at him, the, the punk guy, because I did like The Clash, but a lot of people, I don't know. It seems like they're going against them now in the Ramones and things like that. Um, but my favorite punk band of all time is actually an 80s punk band uh, from the Philadelphia area, the Dead Milkmen. And they're, they're kind of fun. And I love them. I actually... Big Lizard in My Backyard, their album, I actually had on tape like four separate times because I think that they made it really, really cheap or I played it so much or a combination of both. It's a great album. It's so good. And and as somebody with a real bad attention deficit disorder, that's why I, I actually did end up loving punk and especially the Dead Milkmen. Because their songs are like a minute and a half. They don't mess around. You, you get the song. You don't need any long guitar or drum solos. You, you just go for it. But yeah, that is my deal. And I, I ended up looking up what he's going to talk about, this band Suicide. And the song doesn't sound like punk to me. So it's very odd. But they are a very interesting band from New York. And in some ways, kind of similar to both you as duos. Especially the lead singer is an older dude who stopped this job in order to focus on being a singer. They have a couple songs that mention comic stuff, including a really badass song called Ghost Rider. And that's what I did listen to. Can I request you do a karaoke uh, one of the songs if I can find them? I do that. I want to do a Ghost Rider on the Storm. How about that? We'll, we'll do a little uh, mix with the doors there. That'd be kind of cool. Alex, and that's what he said. So if he can find that, I will do that. 
And he says, here's a link to the song. Uh, and it was pretty good. It, it was pretty good. It just didn't seem like a band named Suicide from the 70s with a song named Ghost Rider. It wasn't as harsh as I thought. I thought it was Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. You know, like that little Channing Ghost Rider song I just did? Yes, indeed. But thanks, everybody. Thanks, Alex. And that is the end of the mail. And we are now going to go back to me and Eric talking books. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shape. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hubcap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Hello, weird science! Well, that's just every shape. That is Eric Shea. There he is. Oh, my. All these tears just come out of my eyes. Listen to that. Uh, Yes. Don't tear up. Why are you doing that there, buddy boy? Here we go. We have a couple more books, three books to be exact. To finish up the podcast, this is five books. This podcast. unlike podcast. I actually said the big one today that used to be kev uh from 365 uh flicks that he used to call the big one and the big sucker and yeah he used to say that it made me laugh because i now the big one is you know maybe three hours two and a half uh not really as big as it once was like you right like you is that what jess says it's big enough when when they say it's big enough that that is an insult i don't even know why you brought this up i didn't even ask I'm telling you, Jess sent me a message. She told me to, you know, bring it up because she wants you to realize that she is done. She's done, Eric. That time. That's you in the bed. In the sack. Well, we did that FMK the other day, and you didn't K her. So, I mean, I guess I there's something there, right? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, you're never going to. Not, not even in a pretend, you know, thing <laughs> are you going to marry her. There's no way. I got to keep it real, that. Jim. I ain't faking the funk for any FMK. Did you ever say to her, listen, the only time you're going to get a ring on your fingers you get the ring out of the bathtub. Do you ever say that? No. Is that uh, some shade you said? Because I'm the one who has to do that. You didn't say that? No. Yeah, you do have to do it because she won't, right? Uh-huh. I hear what you're saying. I hear the hints you're giving me. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to get her oh, yeah? straight, right? Yeah. Just like you talked to me listen. at Walmart last night? Yeah, you walked right by me. And you walked really, right by me too. Legitimately, you're a liar because I did talk to you. You walked right by. I said hello. I actually, actually, what I said was, <laughs> I I, had no idea. you were walking by and I went, oh, Jesus Christ, look at this guy. And then you just walk right by me. I'm like, eh, well, look at him go. <laughs> there he goes. Where was it at? Uh, it was right. You were going back to appear to get maybe a basket to okay. uh, do your shopping. So, And then I walked around. I was in the self-checkout. You walked right by again, but over that little barrier deal. And Zach was like, why didn't you say anything? I said, I don't need to talk to that asshole. No. And then he said, oh, well, do, do you talk to him anymore? I said, I ain't getting enough of him on the podcast. <laughs> I don't I need the it big here. one over here and tomorrow gonna, night. What are we going to say? Hey, how you doing with the quarantines or something like that? I'd probably go over and start coughing on you and what stuff like that. some small talk. And by that point, I was, always, I was already so depressed at the stuff they didn't have at the Walmart that is beyond me. I can't get coleslaw. What the hell is going you, on? You, you got toilet paper, though, right? 
Yeah, we, we did. Okay, that. yeah, good. Baloney. Good. It's baloney is what we're using. Uh, we I wanted to get <laughs> first up. We were going to make out an impromptu. Times we are tough. To man's all pissed off because you can't have coleslaw. I can't get coleslaw. How am I going to eat my hot dogs with chili without my coleslaw? And that was the other day. Busted onions, you know. No, no. Well, I did that as well. But <laughs> if you're going to eat six hot dogs, you want variety. And, and the way I, I was doing it, though, uh, I ended up making coleslaw. I ended up making it. And uh, I have to tell you, I didn't go oh. quite with the recipe, and it came out great. It was really good. It actually shocked everybody. The problem was, though, I didn't have a good mix at first. Then it sat around for a while, you know, oh. like all night. No, and it actually then kind of blended in together. And now it that it has awesome. that sour tang, it's perfect. It did. It, it was, you know, that little bit of a sourness that you – no, Rafe ended it up – It the inside of your mouth and a it was in the, We have this huge bowl, and I ended up making it. We had a ton left over. I mean, we had a big bag of the, you know, chopped up lettuce and stuff that goes into it, and then I made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you ended up having Rafe where we got done, and I went down. I was going to make another hot dog. Rafe had – just sat there with the bowl and ate all of the coleslaw. So yesterday, though, Church. we ended up uh, – Logan wanted to have onion soup, French onion soup. Oh, so fancy. they used to have this kit that we would get, uh-huh. this little bag thing. Well, they don't have it now because they don't got anything. It's like we're in Mother Russia here. I end up waiting in line for Yankee blue jeans and heavy metal music. So I'm sitting there waiting for my Scorpions album to be given uh-huh. to me, and they didn't have this kit. So I said, ah, eh, well, well, we'll make – what we can, we'll, we'll make. Yeah. And it's a French onion soup. There's not Carmel really much to it. Well, we're going to do that. And then you just get beef broth. And I get the yeah. better than bullion, Eric, which is I wish that we had them as a sponsor. I could eat that stuff right out of the bottle. It's very uh, salty. But I'm huh? making that. And uh, it did call for uh, cooking sherry. And I said, I don't know who the sherry is, but I can cook it myself. Hey, but I ended up, we found this wine that we oh, have, God. this weird wine. And we found out later that it probably was like nine years old. Didn't do that bad, though. It was old. It didn't have a label on it. It was just Pretty sure you could have made it without the alcohol as well. Yeah, we could have. But I and it's just a teeny little bit and actually helped out. Again, it gave it that little sourness. <laughs> to it. But yeah, Tanya found out and she's like, You didn't use that. Uh, yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, that that had to be rancid. It, it's so old. I said, What the hell is it? Why didn't you throw it away? Oh, well, Zach wanted yeah. to keep it. Uh, keep it oh, what for and took 40. the label off it's just there i just smelled it i'm like eh, that smells like something and i put it in it worked something. out yeah it worked out so we had that and i made probably i guess ended up probably like three ga- tons tons of this soup we just went ham it's on the of, soup it's a lot of soup and we ended up everybody ate there was still tons left i went downstairs last night i woke up and i'm like i want some more soup and gone rafe just sat there and ate that too that's all he does and then i end up where I don't so really like. Yeah, he is. I, they all are, it seems. Well, Rafe uh, is just down in the basement eating all day. Ethan sleeps all day. Zach and Logan, they work out and run and do some things. They're they're the weirdos. And so, and you too, right? Uh, yeah. Now I I just sit yeah. here. I just sit here and eat my bananas and stuff, and then eat six hot dogs when I feel like. But yeah, we end up where I went, and when we go shopping, I actually have to get crappy snacks for Rafe and Ethan because they ain't on no diet. So I have to get those. And I ended up getting them butterscotch crimpets. And I thought, you know what? I don't really Ooh. like butterscotch crimpets at all. You know, and that's a local thing. It's more local here yeah. than, than a lot of other places. So I ended up, you know what? 
I'm going to take one out of this pack and I'm going to put it in the freezer. I'm going to see if maybe frozen, I could have a little treat. And I put it there and I thought, <laughs> I'll just have it one night where I'm just They're in delicious. the mood for some sugar. I got my sugar dragon going with my whole 30 and I'm just going to go downstairs and get it. Still doing that? Really? Yeah, yeah. So I go downstairs. And kind of, it's almost like a five day a week. It's, it's right. the whole five day 30. But I, I go uh-huh. down, it was the other it's day. Bullshit. I go down I and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get this thing. And I go, it's gone. It's gone. Now, in the meantime, there's a bunch of Swiss rolls you, in there. Every eat. story that you have talked about right now is like, oh, I want to go get this. And it was That's gone. I have no is. idea why any of this has surprised well, you anymore. It surprises me because I put this in the freezer. When I get go to get it, there are Swiss rolls in the freezer. Those weren't there before. Ethan comes waltzing in. Oh, hey. <laughs> did he, he barter grabs this? A, he grabs a Swiss roll out of the freezer. I'm like, when did you start freezing those? And he's like, oh, the other day. Said, yeah, the other day when you ate my crimpet, you jerk. And he's like, what? I didn't eat it. I'm like, hey, you're such a liar. And then, oh, I didn't know it was yours. And then I flipped out oh. again. It's that whole thing. Like when my brother, when I was young and he stole money from me, I didn't know it was yours. Well, you know, it's not yours. So shut your mouth. Yeah, he's, I didn't know. It was, you didn't put it in there. I was so mad. And then I went at crimpets that I don't want crimpets. I just wanted that one. Just going to go with it. We almost got <laughs> snowballs yesterday, too, but we did not. We didn't get sexy. But, Eric, we're here for three last books. That's uh, quarantine story number seven. And uh, we're here. And that that is stage seven of quarantine as your kids eating your crimpets and it, it infuriates me and then i go down just to have anything soft pretzels we had a whole box a huge one of those bj's boxes of them two days ago there was at least 12 pretzels big super pretzels today none gone and, and i said where are they uh, and you can always tell it's either ethan or ray for a combo because they leave the shit from it in the free. Like, they won't even throw away the bag or the box. Oh, it's so infuriating. Well, right now, it's the perfect time because nobody can really call Child Protective Services, so you can really just beat the well, shit out of them. it's also the idea of you, you can't run. <laughs> You're not allowed outside. So you can run in a circle. I will catch you. After all this, they can't run anyway. Yeah, really. They're there. They're on sugar. That's why he's been sleeping all the time. And he's always out there. He's always going through the freezer, like milling around. I said, what are you doing? I told you guys. And he's like, oh, well, I'm kind of hungry. It's dinner. You see the timer. It's going to be done in five minutes. Whoa, I'm hungry now. You're going to be hurt now is what I told him. You're going to be bleeding. But we're going to go to the first story here. We have three books. We have Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Green Arrow. And these, again, were picked by the Get Fresh crew. I was going to say the bad asses, but no, it was everybody. Well, I'm sure was some up of them picked it. as well. But yeah, it was up to everybody. Though yes. I, I expected more votes. I will tell you, I was a little disappointed on the turnout of it. And it, it's one of those where we say even where you end up having a series, and then when it gets canceled or it ends. All of a sudden, everybody drops off and never has that last. I said, a Fred's son. I never read the third issue. And so all the votes, man, people are voting, voting, voting. The finals, nobody showed. They're all quarantined. So these. Uh, I think everybody showed for that Green Arrow Longbow Hunters because I had like a bunch of votes over time. Man, the it was other weird one. too. Like even that. Like why didn't they just go down the page and keep voting? They were all there. I, I made all sure. All they cared about was I ended up making hunters. sure that I was trying to put the final, all of them out at the same time. But hey, they wanted that Longbow Hunters and that's what they got. But what did they get with the uh, Wonder Woman? We got Wonder Woman number 14, written by Gail Simone with art by Terry Dodson, Rachel Dodson, Lee Lowridge, Alex Sinclair, and Travis Lanham. And this is the part one of The Circle from January 2008, 
Wonder Woman, after a battle with genetically enhanced guerrilla soldiers, learns that Gorilla Grodd plans on taking over the secret society of supervillains. And while that's bad, I think that Diana would have preferred that outcome instead of her and Nemesis finding Captain Nazi when they went to investigate the Gorilla Grodd lead for the Department of Metahuman Affairs, where we learn that the Nazis are planning on taking over an empty Themyscira for their own. Yeah, that, that surprised me that the Nazis, they're bad in this, right? Huh. <laughs> they're going to take things over. And that's funny to me because you do end up having this whole Gorilla Grodd set. Up. You have it all through the beginning. You're it's the weirdest part it. about the issue, though. Uh, it made me laugh, though, where you're like, Gorilla Grodd, Gorilla Grodd. And then when you get Nazis, you're like, yeah, they, they, are, they are kind of worse than Gorilla Grodd. But still, you do have a huge setup that by the end of this issue, at least, you kind of get the idea of like, why was that the whole setup? And you do end up with Diana having some new housemates, some flatmates, if you will, yeah. uh, which are kind of funny. Uh, and the art in this is incredible. That My only Love problem it. with this, this is the one, I think, that because it's a 14th issue of a run, things like that. This one was the one that you had to do a little more research to get into in my mind. A lot of the other ones were number ones as you go. Uh, but it is it has some fun stuff. It actually is good. I like Gail Simone. Uh, and I like but it takes a little while to get your bearings of what the story is because of it starting with the gorillas. And not even that, it starts well, with Apollo. Yeah. And even that yeah. is out of nowhere if you don't know what's going on. Well, that's on. the thing. It's right here with our cold open with Hippolyta going to the four corners of Themyscira where there are prisoners at each at one of the four corners where she goes and says, you know, do you uh, do you repent your thing? Never and stuff like that. So she keeps going over and this is the whole thing. At the end, she's like, like the last person she talks to talks about, you know, we, we told you we're not going to go and do this. Here's your crown queen, Hippolyta, because at this point in time, she is the only one on the island after the Amazon's attack story line where – at the end, Athena had banished all the Amazons away, and they had forgotten all. Everything. They became mortal, scattered across the cor- all the corners of the world, and f- had forgotten all about their time on Themyscira. So Hippolyta pretty much is the queen of nothing here, except for these four inmates had, who are prisoned away. Who she keeps asking, like, "Hey, do you repent for what you did?" For the idea that these people they see their her daughter Diana as the dragon, this awful thing that's going to bring destruction to the Paradise Island, and they want to go against them. This is the whole idea of the circle. These four people will make up the idea of the circle. But we have bigger fish to fry at this whole thing because while this is going on, we have Diana working, you know, for the Department of Metahuman Affairs. But when she is Wonder Woman, she is taking on some albino super soldier apes that Grodd has made and the whole idea of taking over the mankind and everything like that. And then we talked about how this is a weird setup because we have Diana and I just love how satisfied how like you know excited she is to take this because like these apes are talking some mad shit the entire time we're gonna do this we're gonna yeah sure you're uh sure you are the whole thing is she takes them down pretty quickly and even has them devote themselves oh, yeah. they, to her they, after she gives a whole monologue and speech about and they're the whole deal yeah and i do like and the whole idea that grod is leading them astray with the beliefs that he has put on them and the whole thing like yeah gorilla city you kind of against one against what they're gonna do so until i go and freaking you know make things over with solovar there we're gonna have to have you stay at my place for a while because you can't go back to Gorilla City after you went and became Grodd soldiers and planned on taking over the mankind. Yeah, and so they're there as the flatmates, and I do like them. You know, you have them ripping pillows apart and playing chess Just and jerks. yelling. Oh, yeah, doing? they are jerks. Super uh, advanced, so, you know, like gorillas here, but they're still just going to hang well, upside down gorillas. in her apartment. Terrorist- <sighs> They're supposed to be better than mankind. They like the icy beverage. 
is what they like, and, and they like flinging things. But I, I do like the art a lot, and I like. But again, you're almost you know halfway through the issue before things really do start. So we're gonna have this you know problem with a starting of a story like we did with the JLA, even with this. But it's also because it comes in a run, so you have other things going on, including that when Wonder Woman is Diana, she is not superpowered. She is yeah. That's a, a, that's the a thing that's going on. Yeah, and yeah, I like that cursed her and i I like it as a way that it's kind of clever so that she can just be you know agent prince and do her things and i think that's pretty cool mortal woman agent prince who then has to become and this whole thing actually leads back to a idea almost like the green lantern where you know superman if he gets hurt, he's still Superman when he's Clark Kent and stuff like that. Like he's he's not gonna take the full effects and he's gonna probably have to come up with an idea of like why it didn't hurt him to anybody else. But like a Green Lantern, they can't just if you know a Hal or a Kyle, they can't just go and use the ring in front of people because they have to have to put on so when Diana is Agent Prince here, she can't just go and say, you know, Wonder Woman and then like, you know, in front of people. You get a real secret identity. Yeah, it, it really, it's weird because it really does remind me the way it plays out. It should remind me more of, say, a super, for some reason it reminds me really of Spider-Man, uh, of him just really? being, because he's always around people that he likes and things, and that's who he has to hide from, even though that's the same. But Superman always just, you know, there's always a, oh, I got to go over here, and it, it always plays out. I, I think that it reminds me of that more as she goes on because you end up having, and it's a very quick issue, if you're reading this, it, it goes pretty quick because this whole deal does lead them to go off. I believe was it Canada, right? Where they think that they yeah. are going to be gathering well, that's of the weirdest this part. deal. Because she has gained all this intel from the gorillas about Grodd taking over the society, and we can't have that go on. So we are, you know, we go back to the, the Department of Metahuman Affairs where we talk to, you know, General Steele there, who has his own problems going on. Lieutenant Candy showing up, doing some like inside info to try to find out who's the mole inside the situation, but. We have the characters like, all right, where did you get this intel? You know, I, I looked this whole thing up. Well, you and, you know, Nemesis, being the partner, Agent Tresser, you go off to Canada and follow this lead. So I just want to know how we get – I hope it really, you know, follows through with the rest of the story that we deal with because it does not in this issue because we go off to Canada. We're expecting to find the society. We're expecting to find Gorilla Grodd, something along the lines. And when we just find Captain Nazi and I'm like – well, yeah, you're waiting for a mind-controlling Grodd to Something. be there, and you're like, okay, but I, I do think it looks great when you have Captain Nazi, oh, and he's there, and again, you want to have bad guys? There's Nazis, so that's cool, and that's where you do get the full out. Nazis taking over Paradise Island as their own country with their own beliefs, stuff like that? I'm like, that's crazy. They need somewhere for the society to be, and because of the idea that they even know, you know, Themyscira's nobody's there you end up well Apollo is but when they go and that'll be a thing and the idea that wonder woman's banished all these things and i do like the play excuse me i do like the play where you have diana then even react as agent prince where she's just gonna bash the you know captain nazi but she ain't powered and he is and there's some problems there because he ends up and grabbing I'm him like oh no how are you gonna like you know escape away where you know part of me nemesis or nemesis gets knocked out where she can then become wonder woman because at this point now That's i'm like what usually oh, happens. You know, captain nazi can just kill you right now because you are a mortal woman i'm waiting for nemesis i'm waiting for him to get hit by something you know the classic <laughs> of being knocked out or he throws her, you know, eh, you're not. I'm nonsense. very curious, though, because you picked like the, a lot of these stories because these are fan favorites. And a lot of times, like, you know, put on a list of best stories ever. And 
I, I'm very curious about how people perceive the whole idea of Agent Prince and her whole super like spy persona when she is Agent Prince because I think it's really cool. I love the Wonder it. Woman aspect is cool on top of this whole it's almost goes with a Dick Grayson spiral, Agent Thirty Seven. And I think it's a really cool aspect for Wonder Woman because it gives her more depth than she usually has. Well, and where if they would have learned and even a Rick Grayson now, where people should pay attention, where you do have Wonder Woman as the spy. It is very much like Grayson. But you still get Wonder Woman in it because she can still be Wonder Woman. There is the key. And I think that that would have been something even when Grayson and people. So the key, like usual, is moderation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, both sides. So (laughs) when you ended up and people right now sit there and I've even had people say to me, why do you guys keep saying that people didn't like Grayson? Everybody loved it. I'm like, whoa, whoa. No, they didn't. No. I fought with people about that book. Oh my God, they hated it. Now when they look back, it's Oh, wait a minute. Tom King. Oh, yeah, I like that. He's yeah. a darling. Yeah, that, that's, you know, you're talking, doing it up. Because when that was going on, people just hated it. But if we would have had, like you said, a moderation, which I thought you did anyway in that, because you still right. had him being Dick Grayson. He just wasn't Nightwing. Around. But uh, I like this. And I like, and, and that's where well, it gets to me. Well, the moderation with that is where you had the cool idea where he is a super secret agent going off and doing super secret agent missions. But you also had him as a gym teacher for a school for girls, which is a lot of fun and you also started with the idea that he was there undercover for batman who he was calling yeah. and then batman and died just kind of went away <laughs> batman yeah, yeah. died so he couldn't get a hold of him uh but what i think in this and now we're saying this it is funny because you start off that whole deal with the gorilla city with the gorillas and gorilla grad mention all that and i'm wondering if it was one of those edicts by the higher ups editorial you do like we said bendis said you had to you have superman in the wonder woman title and it's very fun. It's it's a really fun battle. It looks fantastic. It doesn't do much except set up a false narrative of we're going to find Gorilla Grodd in, in, yeah. in Canada, and we don't. Well, that's the thing. It's for the most part the idea of the book, The Circle, the story arc that we're dealing with. We haven't even really dealt with The Circle because they're still locked up in prison on Themyscira. Yeah, the little cold open. If you would think going into this, and after you read this first issue, if you didn't know The Circle deal now that we have the trade and everything uh, after the fact – you would almost think that, okay, well, I guess the circle's going to be Gorilla Grodd, Captain Nazi, but no, it, it's the whole deal. So I think that maybe we did have that part at the beginning because you do have to have some one-on-one, but it does work out. It actually it works out and it makes- That's a weird part. I actually care more about Agent Prince and Wonder Woman at this point, even though Wonder Woman's really great for the small bit she's here. It makes the agent- you know, Prince better in my mind because we've already seen the Wonder Woman. Now we can get that. And also you have the invisible helicopter that uh, that was donated by Bruce Wayne. Gee, uh, and uh, uh, that is the weirdest part of the book for me. I tell you, like, I, I think I've already said that for other parts of the idea that we've, you know, try to get Gorilla Grodd end up with Captain Nazi, but where we have an invisible helicopter, we have to have narration where Wonder Woman says it was donated by Wayne Tech and it was a billion dollars and he, she's going to have to say thank you. Why are we talking you, about you this? Know what was weird about it? Helicopter? What was weird about it to me, and this is me just reading it today, you know, and we're not in the day of when it came out, when she's saying, oh, it was a gift uh, from a certain anonymous Gotham billionaire. I happen to know he's personally about a billion less wealthy. The way she was playing it out, I'm like, does she know Bruce in this? Because she, she really is playing it. There's no reason to be coy like, when you're so talking in herself? your head. You're just talking well, to yourself. Grodd, that's my, that's my, my whole deal is it's in her head <laughs> and she's being coy. So I'm thinking to myself, 
Eh, where was this? I ended up going to look. I'm like, was there some weird thing that was going on at this point where they, yeah, no, no. It was just her being There's coy. a lot of weird things going yeah. on at this point, except for a lot of well, different things. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's And I really thought maybe that was the case. Now, with a whole deal, we're, we're pretty much done. It's a very quick issue. Uh, I'll tell you with all of this. I like it a lot, though. I do, too. And you have Steel, and you have and Candy, and their interaction. There's a lot bit, of cool we, interactions. We, we went over that pretty quick to the idea that where we go back to, you know, the Department of Metahuman Affairs with, you know, Nemesis. And it's a birthday party for Diana Prince, and where she's going, you know, we're cutting up cake, and she's not used to the idea of, like, celebrating birthdays or getting cake like this. And she's actually kind of enamored with the idea of, like, Oh boy, this is some good cake right here. I'm like, this is a fun little office pa- party that I'm enjoying. I love when you have Steel come over, uh, General Steel, and he's going to tap her Director at Director Steel, Steel yeah. and she's just got tons of cake in her mouth. <laughs> it's huge. And then she's like, mm-hmm. it's funny. Oh, as well. She's trying to talk with the cake. And then she's like, oh, sorry, uh, cake, it's my. And he's like, he doesn't need to hear that. And she, you want some cake? And he he's all business. I do like when you have Anna there and she's like, yeah, uh, pretty right on with that steel name there with that arm jerk but yeah so all this though i do like it i i really do and i think the art's well, great it's such a weird idea too reading this whole thing because i was not reading wonder woman at this point when it was coming out but thinking about heroes in crisis and nemesis being one of the heroes that was killed in the sanctuary i'm like we had no reaction like what during we have no idea what's in continuity for any of that story but the idea that we have a former partner of Wonder Woman, who was murdered at the sanctuary that she held Bill and knows nothing. You have the gorillas. Oh, love interest the, going yeah, the forward. gorillas can tell. They're they going to mate. Look at them. They are really into each other. No reaction at all because I think that Tom King was just pulling things he out for that. There. Yeah, he was just there. He I'm was telling just... you, Nemesis being there was just like kind of like a thing where I didn't think much of it. Like reading this, I'm like, yeah, Nemesis. It's almost like, you know, Manhunter for the whole thing with like, you know, Mark Shaw showing up because it's just this weird character that would, be, you know, show up here and there and at the end, like, oh, he was at Sanctuary. But that's and the now thing. That's what, that's what matter. stinks when you're reading a, a story. And things pop up that when you can put, you know, oh, my God, that's an easy A plus B equals C deal. You know, you can yeah. easily do that. But you don't because you don't know because you didn't do any research. Well, and that's the whole thing. Like, I, I can't say at this point that, you know, Agent Prince was a thing for our current continuity or what Nemesis is up to. Because I don't think we got any Nemesis from the New 52 onward. I could be wrong, but I don't recall it. Lagoon Boy was mentioning things that definitely weren't in the continuity at times. But we had the whole idea of, you know, things. So you could have had that. And then you got Firestorm. My head's on fire. No, it isn't. Stop it. No, that's uh, a hologram. What, what would you give this? I would actually end up giving this an 8 out of 10 because the whole idea at the end where I am upset that we have a Gorilla Grodd beginning, which got me excited to find out there's nothing to do with Gorilla Grodd. It's Captain Nazi. That makes me excited as well. I just yeah, think I it's think a weird leap cool. to get from here to there that I hope the rest of the issues cover a little bit and talk about why this is like this. But the Nazis going after an empty Themyscira, that sounds awesome to me. This whole thing with the you know an agent prince being a like a secret agent, I'm like – this is really cool, too. I actually wish we could explore more of this for what we usually do. Overall, I love the art. I want to see where this is going. It's one of my favorite issues that we're dealing because, you know, Red Sun Superman, I gave the same score with an 8 out of 10. But it's a different feeling kind of a book. Like here we're just put in the middle of something and we have to see where it goes, find out where we came before just a little bit. And like, you know, ha- not really have a clear idea of what's going to happen by the end of the circle because I've never read it before. But I'm like, 
I'm all about this, but eight out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 as well. I liked it and the art's great. It's just fantastic, really. Uh, so we're going to move on to the next issue. And Eric, the next issue is Aquaman. Aquaman, Time sure and is. Tide, number one, a story that's from 1993 and is a miniseries and only because the Aquaman, I think it was volume four at that point, had been canceled. This was going to continue that series, but they ended up making it a mini now. And it's written by Peter David, pencils by Kirk Jervenin. I have the whole deal. Inks, Brad Venkata, colors by Tom McCraw and letters by Dan Necrosis. Some weird names there. Aquaman spends time in the Aqua Cave, adding to the Atlantis Chronicles in a Dear Diary story that shows readers the first time he made himself known to the surface world, helping the Flash and punching out the trickster. It is. It feels dated at points, but it's a quick read and has a really good charm to it, and I, I really did enjoy it. This is probably, of it all these, dated, it, it feels very but dated. I love the artwork. Yeah, it feels very dated, but the thing is, I like it because it's fun. You're getting just this origin deal of, you know, not the origin of a, you know, you do get that as well. And he's trying to figure out some things going through the chronicles of if his mom told him the lies or the truth about his. That's a cool thing about this whole deal, because a lot of people jumping into New 52 heard about how, oh, Jeff Johns making Aquaman, you know, not a joke anymore. And for that whole thing, he changed up Aquaman's origin because of this modern era of the Aquaman. He was full Atlantean. You know, Atlan was his father. Atlanta was his mother and stuff like that. He was, you know, a queen and a freaking mad wizard are his parents. And he can only be out of water an hour out of time. So there's a lot of things to this Aquaman that we don't get in the current iteration. And with that, as he's going through to learn more about himself, looking like David Copperfield or uh, David Coverdale, actually, not David Copperfield, <laughs> David Coverdale there. And he's learning about... The idea that, yeah, I, I might be a little crazy myself because, yeah, it kind of goes the he's, down he's, the line. He grew up. And this whole thing pretty much being like a wild boy of the sea. And he was just taken in by Tom Curry for a little while before he disappeared. And he went off on his own again. He just has the name that Tom gave him for a little while. I'm telling you, this is a completely different kind of Aquaman that we have gotten currently. And the, the fun thing about it is you're, you're going to play around with the idea of talking to fish, talking to yeah. even, you know, mammals here. He talks to whales and things. Silly. It's silly. But – Peter David plays it in the point where it isn't as like this should be also looked at as not making him a joke. He he's not wanting to be treated like a joke. He is or doing things here. He just wants to be left alone. He doesn't like the service world. But this I don't trust you, yeah, air breathers. This isn't the Aquaman who's going to come in riding on two dolphins like their skis. You know that sort of thing. He's pretty hard ass here, and he will do some bad things. But you see, almost like. The idea that we had in Red Sun with Superman, what you're getting through this whole thing is no matter what, he is going to do the right thing. He's going to save people. He just wants to be left alone afterwards. Well, he doesn't, I'm telling you, he's a fish out of water, literally, for this whole thing, because he has no idea what the surface world is like for the most part, because everything he knows is what pe- pretty much what people have done to the seas and doesn't like care for them, the whole thing. So even when Flash and him do get together, this whole thing, and Flash's like, look, we're superheroes, metahumans, whatever you want to call us, you should come over to the land, you know, there's a Superman over here, there's a freaking Batman, there's a Green Lantern, now there's you, you should come on, like... I don't know if I want to be a part of this whole thing for this whole reintroduction to like, you know, the Aquaman's coming out party essentially. And the surface, and then they just, they got, they're almost like how the people of Earth go with that JLA when you, JLA, I mean, yeah. they're all into him within two seconds, but for the wrong reason. And then they're not. Yeah, and then they're not. When he walks away, because he doesn't want anything about it. And then they're back. 
And then they're not. It just goes, they flip-flop a lot. But you also see people trying to take advantage of them, almost hint at and kind of play around with the Ocean Master kind of deal uh, that he isn't and doesn't want to be anyway because they're trying to get, hey, you know, nobody likes that look that you got. We got this new one. Look at here. And I do really like it. I I really like the fun of it as well because I never thought that you'd get an origin-type story of Aquaman that involves Flash and the Trickster out of nowhere. When you have the Trickster there, Jesse is robbing a uh, a boat they end up he's stealing all the money off the boat he's gonna go and james yeah james and uh that's what i meant uh you end up having uh barry chase the trickster down and the trickster gets him with slinkies which makes me laugh you know, uh, yeah that, that just made it's me a laugh. fun deal it's Going into this whole idea that, like, you know, Aquaman knowing who he is now and finding out more and more about his heritage in Atlantis and stuff like that, where he has to continue on a, a tradition within the Atlantis people or the royalty, that is, of continuing the Atlantis Chronicles, where, you know, Atlanta had signed a bunch of stuff. Now he has to put in his own parts talking about how, you know what, my mother was a crazy bitch is what this whole thing is. Let me, and what, what this whole time and tide really becomes at this point is an Aquaman gear one for when he does come out as Aquaman, gets the name and makes himself known to the, like, you know, the surface world. So I'm like, I didn't expect that going in because right away I'm like, I do want to get to know this modern, you know, I say modern as in, you know, the 80s and 90s kind of thing where like, you know, the differences between this Aquaman and the current one that we have. So I was expecting a little bit more of that, which we do. I just didn't know it was going to be this whole like, all right, let's go back in time and have the Flash show up and, you know, the trickster and even have this weird Finding Nemo kind of session with sharks where they oh, have yeah. no memory uh, past And that the was moment. pretty funny. And I, I did like that where you had Peter David playing around with the idea in my mind of, hey, you know, Aquaman, he talks to the fish, but it's not always so easy because they're kind of jerks sometimes and they don't remember stuff. And I, at points, I think they're not trying to remember some stuff like, because they want to eat. What are you eat. doing here? Like water man? Like, no, no, no. You, you guys called here did we call did him we here call well, i don't know we here? want to call him i don't, I don't remember yeah and so i like a the lot of this of though because they are a little goofy but i like the idea that you know sometimes they're not exactly down with him and you know they're they're irritating to deal with instead of it just being whoop, 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 and him being able to control him <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they're stopping the deal i also like i like that your your aquakinesis is now freaking yes, curly that's all of his powers are just curly you end up too with the trickster and what should have been yellow but his submarine it's just goofy who is painting this submarine it's so stupid the trickster Uh, is so ridiculous but then he's there and he gets you know attacked by killer whales that end up you know trying to stop him and i like that as he's counting his money going off uh but i do like operating the sub i I don't know he's it's on autopilot he's just loving it and then even when he goes oh man you you got them fish after me actually they're mammals (laughs) and it just it just made me laugh it made me laugh the whole time so with that you end up having a flash idea to a flash hey what do they call you well the people after you know where i was found before they called me water baby but i don't think they they were insulting me Uh, i i really like that then flash who's a good guy he's a hero he knows how it goes he's like hey listen you know, new guy here who's under there in the aqua cave. Kind of weird. Why don't you come with me? Because people are going to love you. I mean, you're a superhuman like me. We have a bunch of them. We got a Batman. We got a Superman. One. You you could really get involved with us. And he's, I don't need to be your Superman. And what you end up getting, which I love, 
you might as well have time travel here where he is now in the service world. So what are these horseless chariots? You get all of that uh, right away because he's all confused. And it, it really felt like when you ended up having Captain America in the first Avenger of the movie, when he runs out and then he's in the middle of Times Square and he, he just gets overwhelmed. I really like the way that was played out because when you go, you have Aquaman. Hey, come with me. You know, we're going to call you Aquaman. That'd be pretty cool, right? And he's like, I don't really care. I'm, I'm going to skedaddle after this anyway. But when he goes up, he's not used to this many people. He's not. They start taking pictures. Oh, he's, ah! so it becomes King Kong out of nowhere. That's what happens. He gets all upset. Then he kind of like falls aside. Then people That's pull Aquaman up. Aquaman is year one, kind of just deals with things, just anger and yeah. running away. Yeah. And he goes and everywhere he ends up, there's somebody else who's going to try to take advantage of him. And it really is like Midnight Cowboy all of a sudden where he's well, there. It's like what we did with, you know, Guy Gardner for the spotlight where we have agents show him like, look, we got a line of toys. We got watches. We got T-shirts. We're going to call you the Ocean Master. The best How setup you like them is that Flash has to go off. Flash would have been there to try to protect him. And he has oh, to go that off. Trickster. Yeah. He got out the of the trickster holding got out already. already. So he has to go. These people, n- number one, they don't even wait for Aquaman to even give the thumbs up. They have already, you actually see people in the streets wearing swag already. And, you know, all these things. And it, of course, it's like one of those, you know, I was in the Aqua Cave and all I got was this stupid shirt. It, it actually is. <laughs> I got in deep with the Ocean King. It's sexy because <laughs> they want to call him the Ocean King. And then you, you have just a series of <laughs> events right. that are so fun to me because then he's there. There's the big cigar smoking guy he's getting winded and you know dizzy because of all this the smoke everything he needs water well, that, he's he been out of water for a while the, it's vodka he spits it out on the guy ah! that's one of the he, things too at this point i like you know a lot of parts where he had to be like he'd only be out of the water for an hour at a time and now he he's getting dehydrated he and now he drank vodka and then just guzzled it and you know then like you he's a lightweight and so he has to get out of no. there he just kicks open the door of the limo just starts running almost I'm gets I'm telling you, he freaks out. The worst part about this whole thing, though, is because he kicks open the door, jumps out, narrowly escapes getting hit by a truck. But for the most part, he seems okay because he's Aquaman. But then when he is surrounded by a bunch of adoring fans that just want a part of the Ocean King, for some reason, his like, you know, thinking about Aquaman and how strong he is and stuff like that. But his shirt gets all ripped up. He is bleeding from his mouth. I'm like, what happened to you? Like, he's bleeding from his nose, his mouth. I'm like, well, I guess maybe because he's been out of the water. Uh, I like too that. He, Maybe. he has an affinity for redheads, right? But they also have an affinity to him. The redhead in the crowd. I want to have your baby. And it's like, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, so the trickster then runs by, and it's funny how the oh, artist. He's looking for a little payback yeah, now. Yeah, and it's funny how the artist, it looks like he's real little running on his head, but he, he's there. He comes down, and this is where he's going he's gonna to do some pranks on him as well, where he gets him stuck to the concrete. And, and he's some exploding. And this fish, is where some he's, freaking glue. You end up having Aquaman pretty strong. He pulls himself off and kind of pulls the concrete up with him, but. He, he's had enough. He don't like to be punked. It's like you, you're there. You want to see Ashton Kutcher. He doesn't need to punk you all the time. He's just going to leave. He's like, I. and really to Aquaman, it does not matter if the trickster goes to jail. Oh, he's going down the, the is, He cave. is done with these yeah, serpent dwellers done. this whole time. Though He is walking away. Everybody is giving him crap because he's not fighting the trickster. He is just walking away to the point where the trickster is getting all pissed off that he's not reacting to his you know, jives right here. So he gets right up in his face. You like a baby cat. Oh, this is the worst. A pussy yeah, fish. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that's pretty <laughs> harsh. <laughs> Aquaman just turns around and decks him in the face, 
Trickster is down and he keeps walking. Oh man, that was his plan all along. Woo! Yeah, I'm telling you, this is the thing. Hey, where are you going, Aquaman? You're a wimp. Why are you leaving? Eh, I don't need you guys. Oh, Aquaman stinks. Aquaman stinks. Then you get the pussy fish, which is way over the top. He punches him. Then pussy you get fish. What a guy. I knew it was his plan. And he just stops and screams at everyone. He's like, it wasn't a plan. I hate all of you. you I'm out of here. And then I expect one guy to give it to us, Aquaman. All right. Tell us yeah. how it is. He really yeah, gave us the yeah, business, you're the didn't best, he? Man. And then he just goes off. And that's where you end up. <laughs> Flash, he's got our tickets. Flash is the best where he shows up. He's like, hey. Hey there, Aquaman. Where you going? Hey, buddy. I'm leaving. I'm going back to the ocean. You forgot this. You forgot this. your key to the city. I'm waiting for him to bash him over the head with it and just go like, what the hell do I need that? But it's funny. But and Barry Allen is a good guy and Aquaman knows Yeah, he that. does. And that's why he helped out. Now, I wish that we went back and I even looked at you see the key at the beginning. It is hanging up. It's hanging up right under yeah. the picture of Mara. I wish at the end he was like sitting there trying to see if it had chocolate in it where he's biting it like Homer and I would been good but yeah he ends up going and like i said in this it's fun it's funny but he's not a joke like the the whole joke idea it's super friends it's mainly from that because he riding seahorses in this he is being looked at by some people as kind of but he is not himself even the idea of him contemplating with that long luscious hair as he's writing in the chronicles about the deal uh that's not a joke to me and that was the thing when you ended up having jeff johns come about and you know everybody was all hey oh man you know he made the uncle man not a joke i i told you this before i never looked at him as a joke myself even from the super friends i thought that that was great i thought he was a lot of fun i actually just thought that it was more jeff john's giving more respect than what a lot of people expected not just oh man it's always because there are a lot of good stories well we ended up having around this era that I think that, you know, Aquaman really started being something important in my mind. Like at this point, you know, the Aqua Baby had already died. Mara had left Aquaman after losing her yeah, mind. Again, so and Aqua have- Baby dying, that's not a joke. And and so no. that when you get to 2011 eventually and the whole, you know, New 52, I think that we even got caught up in these catchphrases that drive us nuts. You know, when we end up – and I'm sure that there are people listening that are Aquaman fans that say – Oh, yeah, I used to get it drove me nuts when they would say that. It's almost like Tom King writes the human Batman where it's just the same miserable Batman. Just yeah. And I think that that's the thing that kind of gets me here, because even in a fun story, he's not a joke. You do have the trickster and the flash there that end up making it. some some goofy sharks. Trickster shows up to get revenge on him with a bucket and a shovel and a fish. That's what he's there. Now, that's, that's a joke. That's fun. Uh, but I like the way that – Well, even the idea when he is doing his own like Atlantis Chronicles kind of thing and he you know, is coming to the conclusion from all the family lineage that he has recently discovered that because his – like you know, father, mother and all the heritage brothers who are terrible people and possibly insane, he might have to deal with this because of his genetics. Well, that's a cool turnabout where he is worried like will he you know, go too far and actually lose his mind and you know, does he have to worry about – I'm like these are interesting aspects of the character that kind of get lost now that his origin has been changed. That hit personal for you, right? With your, 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 your deal with your, your sordid history that you always would tell me about. about All insane uh, and oh, terrible yeah. insane addicts. Insane addicts uh, kind of leaving life on their own terms at points, we'll say. I've had both my grandfather. <laughs> 
grandfather's killed what himself. I'm saying, uh, one in a uh, failed uh, double murder suicide deal. But yeah, so yeah, well, he, I'm he, telling he you, achieved the end. And there you <laughs> he he ended up doing. But yeah, with the whole deal, then that hit hard for you. And actually, I thought of that. It's weird that I read this. I'm like, it's like Eric's family. Even though I have a, enough of craziness going on that I don't have to go anywhere past my family tree for this. Uh, but yeah. I like it. I, I love that lush hair. I love at the beginning where he's just sitting there. Oh, yeah, that's great. He's just sitting there reading the book. Today, you know, pretty much the book of how I'm going to go insane if things work out the way they probably will. And I hope I'm as good of a writer as these other Atlanteans who put it the Chronicles before me. Yeah, I have a feeling that he's not. Uh, when you read some of these things that he's writing, you, you just imagine a thousand <laughs> years later. Like, what did that Arthur write? Hero, always a word they tried to hang on me. Look at, look at Shakespeare over here. Just give us the info, pal. Uh, but yeah, you, you even get the whole, you know, background and it's cool. And I, I do like the art. The art is one of those where it is a little yeah. dated, but it's the dated kind that makes this you smile. This is my style that I enjoy. You know what I mean? It makes you smile and you're like, oh, yeah. that's awesome. So yeah, uh, what did you give it? I would end up giving it a 7 out of 10, mostly because I do enjoy the art and I like the idea of where we are in this part of the story and what Aquaman's dealing with. Well, I don't appreciate the whole year one aspect to this because, like I said, we get some goofy stuff going on where we just see Aquaman kind of hulking out his first time on land dealing with people. But overall, this is a fun issue and I look forward to the rest of this arc. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.5. I'm just about you know 0.5 above you for most of these. But yeah, I, I yeah. had some fun with it though. And I, I didn't mind because I love, I love when they have the King Kong and, and it's even like I said, the time <laughs> travel ah, where they everything freaks them out i'm not used I, to bright lights. i love that i love that so much but we're going to go to the next issue back to the aqua cave the next issue is not so fun uh the next no. issue is very serious and again if you but it's a celebrated story it is and i think that this is where maybe if we went back in the old retro machine eric i like to call a time machine the way back Did machine? You ever hear the time machine and we went back to when this came out this in my mind is, you know, Mike Grell doing Green Arrow is probably the idea of, hey, look, we're going to do this serious. We're, we're going to have a serious oh, yeah. Aquaman. This isn't going to be... all these dark stories yeah. coming out right now Yeah, this Batman isn't going to be him like shooting, you know, boxing gloves all the time. Though he does mention them, and, and this is him back getting to back basics. to basics. And, and I do appreciate that, though... As of right now, you read this and then going forward with stuff that we've done recently since the New 52 into Rebirth especially, uh, people can't get away from this. It's one of those no, where – No, this is – I'm telling you, we keep rehashing Longbow yes. Hunters like every and five that's my years problem. it seems like. That's my problem. But reading the original – you can appreciate why that would be, though. This is a thing in this 80s stuff, and even the stuff that I'm doing on the Patreon where I'm doing uh, Catwoman's, uh, her sister's keeper, things like that. Right. It was a thing then, at least on those two stories that I'm seeing a trend with stories like this, that there's real crazy transitions at points when you're reading. Things will oh, jump this is around. All over the yes, place. and things will, and that's where I had a problem took, trying to follow this first yes. issue with what they wanted me to, what they were trying and to I convey told to me. You, I'm like, about and that. I'm like, this is celebrated. Yeah. What's going and on? And I told you about that Catwoman story, which again is celebrated coming from the Frank Miller year oh, yeah. one into being a Catwoman story with the Mindy Newell. But the one thing that I said, and if you're on the Patreon and listen to me talk about it, 
it does take some time to get used to this style, the pacing, and how you will go from one scene to another, and you will go from the middle of a scene to a middle of another one, and it is jarring at times. And sometimes you get confused. Sometimes you don't even know what's going on. We just have Oliver rambling about his, you know, origin story out of nowhere, which felt weird. Yeah, and so when you when you're doing this, and I, I think that doing that. Her sister's keep actually got me ready, and I have already read this. I actually got this out from our library a couple of years ago and read uh, the deal, and I really do like it. I really do. Uh, But there are some transition, you know, things. But it is a cool story, and it really does treat Oliver very much, you know, with respect. He is a guy who is upset that he is kind of over the hill, and everybody's, you know, life has it's, kind of it passed made him me by. Laugh so much the idea that he is over the hill in his mind, like you know, life has passed him by because this is all that he's done besides from being a playboy freak at the lamp, like you know, just a joke of a person. It seems like before everything happened to him, I'm like, you know what, Dinah? It's my birthday. I'm 43 years. I'm like. But it is Green Arrow Longbow Hunters number one from 1987, written by Mike Grell and art by Mike Grell, Loreen Haynes, Mike Grell and Loreen Haynes again on inks, and Julia LaQuaymont on colors and letters by Ken Brusenak. And here is my bloom. As Oliver Queen heads back to Seattle and his lady love Dinah Lance, he is pretty bummed out that his glory days are behind him. There is still plenty to do, though, since I want babies. between mentions of Roy Hart. Harper having a kid and recalling his origin on the island. There are a couple killers converging on Seattle. And by the end, we see that Shadow's aim is true. And a rose by any other name will probably slash hookers all the same there. It doesn't matter if you're the oh killer. My. Because somebody else is just going to take your place. And that's the other thing that kind of just like, oh, man, this is crazy. By the end, with all these things going on and you get a little back in Vietnam tunnel rats. And it, it does kind of I mean, there are some things in this. So that just jarring. Boom, boom, boom. You have the idea that crack is hitting Seattle. Boom. That's in there. Out of nowhere. I'd get behind that. Yeah, I know you could. So Kurt Cobain. I have a and then he gets behind the <laughs> shotgun. And then you end up having, again, this whole thing. There is a you know, uh, a Robin Hood killer that is going in. It's just because they're shooting arrows, but that's going across the country. It's heading to the West Coast. In the meantime, Seattle has a real big problem with the crack, with the hookers, and with the slashers getting the hookers. And so you have this deal (laughs) where it is kind of a thing that pops up too, but not in your face, like really like force. The idea that Oliver, he he don't like this shit. He is he's already have to deal with it with Roy, and now it's right there. And and it's almost like he's the old guy who wanted to do good, but realizes yeah, I didn't do shit. I mean, I, I well, that's really the whole idea too. It's like I'm an old guy. What is my legacy? Because all I have is Roy Harper, and he's not even my son. Like I want to have kids, something to take care of. He says he keep. I'm telling you, he wants to keep talking about how Roy is his son, but you know, not really it, my it son. It actually so annoys me because. I, I, I put my career I put my career ahead of him and look what happened to him and then we get the whole classic my ward a junkie like you know because he didn't pay enough attention to his not son I'm like would you calm it's down it's probably because that? he kept telling him hey Roy what's going on oh nothing dad whoa 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 <laughs> pause it a little there buddy hey Roy, you ain't have my I real told you son. not my son yet today <laughs> he says it like seven times here and it gets it, it seems like he has to explain it more as he goes like each time he says it he's got to add on to it like yeah I got grandkids now oh you know but, but they're not really mine then it's and you know the 
the whole deal, and it drives me nuts by the by the, the end. The worst part about all of this, we're joking about this whole thing. My favorite part about this is whenever we have Oliver Queen and Dinah together, even when Oliver wants to ramble on to give his origin because of what he learned on the island, which I'm sure you know Dinah's heard a million times at this point. I, it's still cool to have that for like a first issue for this whole revamp of the character because you want to get people on board, know who Oliver Queen is, who Green Arrow is, stuff like that. But when we have the city of Seattle where Green Arrow has just moved to be with Dinah at the Sherwood Florist because at this point, Dinah, she's not a rock singer like she isn't currently. She is like back in the day, she was the owner of a flower shop. And I like this whole idea that we are moving to Seattle. We're like going forward with the relationship of Dinah Lance and Oliver Queen. But the thing in the background where we have the Seattle slasher, somebody who's going around and killing prostitutes on the street, to even to the point where cops posing as you know prostitutes on the street are are getting killed as well. And I'm like, those cops are the worst. They weren't even paying attention to the per- the, the undercover cop. I'm like, I don't even know what happened with that whole thing. But the idea that we have this, the, the Seattle slasher on top of the rabbit, Robin Hood slasher, who we're not concerned with at all this entire time. Like I'm telling you, it's all about the Seattle slasher and the way that Oliver Queen decides, all right, I'm going to get to the bottom of this one while Dinah takes care of the drug problem. I'm just going to go and talk to some people who attack some people in an alleyway, and they're going to know exactly who I mean when I talk about the Seattle. But we get there so quick, and I'm telling you, his first trip is the right trip. Yeah, there's a bad trip at the beginning because some girl goes flying through the window at the Sherwood Florist, and she's just on drugs. It's just she's there. Just a junkie. It's just there to be like, oh no, another junkie. I can't escape well, these dirtbags. That's dirt the thing bags. Is too, because we had the Longbow Hunter story going on where Oliver is going to have to go back to basics and the whole idea of getting rid of the trick arrows. And just, you know, working on, you know, being accurate with the shooting and stuff like that, where we have Shadow come in doing all this different thing with the Robin Hood killer. But we need Dinah to go away and focus on something else where she goes and deals with the drug problems coming into Seattle. So we need them to be separated for this whole thing to go down and just... I, I like them together so much is that when they're not together, I my, my disappointment, like I'm, I can't say I'm disappointed because I do enjoy this, but I get a little disappointed because they are so much fun when they're together in this whole thing. Just getting like, you know, settled into their new accommodations at the Sherwood Florist Castle. castle. I love that it's he crazy. does the classic Eric Shea tour of the house. Hey. Here's the the dining room. Here is the mm-hmm. living room, and here's the bedroom, baby. Whoa, yeah, no, 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 no. that's <laughs> the best part because it's not even that. Here's your, your room. room. Here's my room. Here's our and, room. And what's this? It's got a bed in it. Do you do you like uh, you know magic? What do you mean? Because this is where it's going to happen, baby. He's got all that. I, I do, do you like, like that. my painting of Robin yeah, Hood. I need to put this. up here in the and hallway. It is the classic Errol Flynn look throughout. The only thing that I thought would have played a little more here is the idea that Oliver has just come to Seattle. There's also somebody who's killing people across the United States heading towards Seattle with arrows. And I thought that that would have played a little more, even if it was a concern of Oliver. Like, you know, that isn't me, right? You know, it's not me. That that is one thing where I was wondering at the end because I wasn't sure if Shadow took both the shots at the end to kill. I think that you're supposed to wait for the next one. Yeah. So you're going to have to wait. But the thing is, if you look at the fletchings, Shadow has white fletchings and Ali always has green fletchings. And then that they both, and it's funny too, the way they play it out though they do also Shadow have yeah they did uh, you have another arrow notched and i i don't know is that supposed to also be a cool thing to show that shadow's pretty good she's you know flung she's two amazing. hour arrows in a second but yeah and you have this going through and i i love the interactions between dinah and oliver like you said i i'm awesome. telling you one of my favorites and i really thought here he goes with the chili 
but it wasn't. He's like, oh, yeah, you like that meal? It's an old family recipe. She's like, it's takeout Chinese. Yeah, it's somebody's family. And I, I well, thought that was is, so hilarious. Fa- I didn't know you like your family was Chinese. I didn't say it was my family's <laughs> recipe. It made me laugh so much. And even the idea. That was a great line. And even the idea of which. You're so smooth. It, it, it was great. It was a great. I thought it was going to be chilly. Uh, but yeah, so as you're going, though, you do end up with the island and the whole idea that he did end up with Howard Hill, his big hero that was the you know the stunt guy who did the trick arrow and what i i thought was weird i understand the idea him for an afternoon before falling off the boat you know his then fell luckily he got an idea in his head if he didn't have that idea who knows what he would have done trying drinking stuff the guy also taught him how to make a bow and arrow on an island out of nothing because i'm like sitting there i couldn't do any of this i would be dead on this island. i like that he was uh, you see where oliver's throwing up the targets i think that he was trying to shoot that seagull he missed he got the target instead but you end up having uh the idea though that he says this guy you know howard when he talked to me said he didn't go with the newfangled stuff when i asked hey why do you use the old longbow instead of the recurve or the modern compound and i like the idea that mike grow he's not going to explain like he's talking deep cut you know bow and arrow and you're just down with it and you know we know and oliver's like i asked him and he said that he couldn't really use those. He he wasn't that really good. good. That's the problem is with me when Oliver's like, yeah, you know, it kind of taught me right now. I think, I, but you're good with the new stuff, Oliver. You don't have to go back to that. And it kind of made me laugh. imagine how great he would be with the basics. It made me laugh though. I, I it Basically <laughs> to me, it's like, we're not going to use those stupid trick arrows for a while here. And if we do, there's going to be a purpose. So I and do that's like the worst that. part because the thing is, I like this down and dirty, gritty green arrow take the whole thing. But I love a trick arrow, green arrow. Like I'm telling you, whenever not, I'm not saying like a boxing glove arrow. I don't need stuff like that. But I just need some gadgets on some arrowheads is what My I need. My favorite, and it's happened a couple times. Only a couple times, but it's happened even since the new 52. I love when he is holed up and he's got a fight. And even Roy, I think, happened one time where then he goes, and there's, a, there's only one arrow left, and it's a real stupid trick arrow. But then it ends up winning the day for him and stuff. I love yeah. that. I, I love it so much. But it, it's nice it's to get great, back to I'm it. And when, when Green Arrow came back in Kevin Smith's Quiver series type of thing, he comes back, he has to make do with what he's making like trick arrows with that, like a, a, a bow, like a, not a bow, a arrow with a Corlox bottle on yeah, the end of yeah. it so he can shoot yeah, that yeah. as almost like a boxing glove arrow. Yeah, and that's cool too. Uh, this though, I, the back to the basics deal is really cool. Yeah. And leading into Especially this. for this time. And it's, it's an oversized issue. This is, you know, a, a miniseries type deal. And when you get to the end, because you have all this disjointed stuff with the slasher, you have have the Robin Hood killer, all this stuff converging on Seattle. By the end, you're not really down with exactly, you know, what's going on. You know what I mean? You, you're no. so caught up. You do get a lot of things with Mike Grell showing you we're going to be realistic. We're going to be down and dirty. We're going to be gritty. We're going to be, you know, that sort of thing. He's not a joke. Here we go. And that is well, well served. By the end, though, you kind of are left wanting to get to the story. Like you read this whole issue and you feel like, well, that's just like a prologue. You know, I want to get into the yeah. meat of it when you just well, even spend the whole 15 thing, when he pages. goes off. 
trying to go and like you know track down the Seattle Slasher. The whole thing is like we have just been told the origin about how he's missed out on the idea of where the hunter aspect of him, how he has to get back to basics and become this whole thing again to the point where Black Canary gives him a new costume. So we are just reinventing oh, back to basics kind of Green Hour here. But while he has a new costume, no more trick hours, we are establishing what kind of Green Hour we're going to get going forward. It just doesn't play as well as I wished by the end of this first. Even the whole thing, like you said, you've read this. I don't yeah, know if you it, remember it the ending. It plays out better once it goes because this is just well, setting it I, up. I was very confused this whole time because a lot of times in the background of the Seattle Slasher stuff, we have a black and white photo of a bl- like a naked black-haired girl. And I'm like, I-, I don't know who that is or how this has to do with anything we're dealing with, but she keeps showing up throughout this issue. And I really hope that's addressed later on because it was bothering me. Yeah, and me. you have a lot of things coming up in this, and you have the idea that – this whole deal with the slasher stuff that happened back in the day in Vietnam because he was a tunnel rat that ended up being a psychopath that went off and they should have killed him or at least turned him in. But that would have shown that they were using him for bad stuff. So they couldn't do it. Prostitutes back in the day. So he's coming, you know, he's in Seattle. And in the meantime, you do have in the background where eventually in again, not a real like, well spelled out deal of this Robin Hood killer, you kind of get the idea, okay, well, this Robin Hood killer actually isn't just a serial killer. It is somebody who is targeting certain people. Oh, yeah, she's going after certain people. Yes, and that kind of all comes into play as this goes when she hits Seattle and then ends up killing this slasher. Even before that, though, when you do have Oliver going, he wants to know what's going on. He's He wants to know, hey, you know, I'm going to find this slasher. I'm going to see anybody and he goes to these drug addicts who are trying to rob this old couple and basically hey you know anybody who likes the cuts that's basically what he asked him you know what but he is over the top and this is the thing though he ends up shooting one guy through the hand one guy through the ear and then tweaks it in the ear and then shoots a guy in the pretty much near the balls and says right I'll go below yeah, the crotch. Yeah. And that is more violent than we have seen Oliver since the new 52. I mean, that is That's over not the top. Trump, when it's Benjamin Percy came on at the end of the new 52, he was killing people. I, he wasn't like that. I'm telling you, this is worse. Shooting a guy through the ear and then almost shooting him in the balls. Uh, but yeah, so you go with you, this. Percy, when he first got yeah, on Green Island, was trying to pull the whole oh, he was. He was trying to do the that. whole deal. And, and it, it to me it seemed a little silly though some people like it now in retrospect i i did not i know you didn't either didn't we'd liked it better when he ended up being more of a comic booky thing in the beginning of rebirth we like that a little yeah. more uh but yeah he ends up finding out that yeah it's the tunnel rat yeah you got that and and that just pretty much leads him to get there as shadow it kills him anyway, but I do also well, this like this whole thing. He goes down to the sewers, finds the tunnel rat secret lair, sees the freaking newspapers on the wall, then gets sucker punched yeah. while the tunnel rat's like, "You ain't taking me down." And plus, I'm going to set this all on fire and yep. run away. And I'm going to run. And I'm like, this whole thing where then we have to have this weird flashback about him in Vietnam killing a like you know a yep. prostitute and the other guys that we should kill him right now. Now we're just going to transfer him up north and stuff like that. While Oliver chases him down to the point where this guy is like so deranged, where it's like, "All right, here the green arrows chasing me, but there's a woman up." there i better go slash her up because yeah. i'm the seattle slasher yeah, but you know slasher. ends up getting killed by shadow beforehand yeah. and then before green arrow could even react to that shadow knocks another arrow and shoots her original target yep. And uh, while that's going on, you do have another hooker that's going around that is going to get slashed and get saved. But then 
Eh, she gets slashed anyway uh, by her. I'm pimp, telling you, this and is the weirdest part about how terrible. Toll. Yeah, like I said, how, how terrible the Seattle is at this whole point, where this woman who was going to get slashed gets away. But at the end of the thing, when when he had this whole idea that the Seattle slasher was killed by this anonymous Robin Hood killer kind of thing, because you don't know what shadow. And they at this don't point. know it's that the it's the slasher when when he dies. That's just another Robin Hood killer victim that they say, and that's what oh, yeah. I like. Then that you just but the whole thing. When she goes back and like, oh, you know, you're, you're like, you know, a few hundred short there, dear. And like, oh, there was a guy who's going to slice me kind of like this. And she just ends up getting killed yeah. anyway. And is called another slasher. Yeah, victim. Now, like, and that's the oh, thing. This it's place like, is a piece oh, of man, shit. Is that guy going to become the slasher? We'll have to see. But yeah, Shadow is going around and killing some people and then ends up killing the, you know, the slasher who, the, you know, all these things are connected by the end. So you shall see as it goes. But yeah, the whole deal is even the art I love. I, it is, again, it's it's, okay. it's Mike Grell's deal. It is dated, but Some I really idea. like it. I like it. And I really like the one point. It's really good at times. I really like the point where you have the police talking to the guys who ended up getting shot around by Oliver and then also the couple that saved and you get the two ideas of what he the looks like description I love it like he was a demon ah! and then the others oh, he was, he was Errol so Flynn. nice he was Errol Flynn. uh and I I did like that but yeah I think that the best parts are the whole deal with Dinah and things like that. I think that that was the best served deal. And How do you feel about Green Arrow's new costume for this whole thing? I like it. I actually like all of this. And I think it's cool too. And it's it's the idea that it is a you know you even have at the one point where you're getting a lot of those background skills. You know, how hat. do you feel about his new costume in 1987? Yeah, I like the hood <laughs> and things like that. Though it, it does upgrade it to what it was, and you do get the old costume in some of the things, including just. The, the big long you know hat with the feather at one point when he's oh, yeah. talking about his history that yeah that's well dated so it's good that you get away from there and i do like it i like the castle i like all the things that they're doing and dinah getting sexy dressing up as the black canary that's so funny to me the idea because a lot of people wouldn't even know from going forward that black canary back and they had short black hair he used to put on a wig to become the black canary so the whole idea that in this whole thing where it's pretty much almost like we talk about the idea of when batman's talking to Selena about his greatest regret for the war of jokes and riddles and stuff like that that where Oliver's just going off about what he lost, what he learned on the island and stuff like that. And he realizes, oh, I guess I'm talking to myself, Dinah's over here. She's just you know putting on the old Black Canary costume. Like, All right, he's talking about hey his old you know, regrets and stuff like that. Time to have some sex. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's like, yeah, he'll be going on for about 20 minutes. I'm going to step out. But in that, we didn't even talk about that, really. The idea that Oliver, now that he's getting old and, and you end up having Roy, you know, not really his son. And then having a kid, not really his grandson. But he ends yeah. up saying... I want to have kids, you know, let's get married. Let's get married and have kids. And Dinah's like, I love you so much. We can't have kids. And we've had this multiple times. The idea of we're going to have orphans because we're going to die. You know, we are heroes that go out and do and bad things. And, uh, you know, I don't want to make an orphan. I don't want to do that. And that's not our life. And I really like it. I, I thought that that's cool and, and really sets that up. So yeah, all of this goes with that. And it's a little bit, if this was out now, this definitely would be a black label. You got some nudity, Eric. I see some boobies. And then you go. But uh, you? yeah, yeah. And there's some of those uh, those flashbacks of that girl that you were talking about. But what uh, what would you give it? I would end up giving a 7.5 out of 10 because like I said, I enjoy the diamond green arrow parts. It's just a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with with the mystery feels like it was a little too 
Clyde comes out. He, we're, here, here's what's going on. And Green Arrow gets to the bottom of it immediately. But there's other things going on. But I'm like, just give me some more Black Canary and Oliver Queen together because that's where I'm really enjoying that. This, you know, it's good. The art style. I'm telling you, you, you love it. Yeah, I, think I it's really great like at times. It. I don't. I think other times I'm, also, I'm just wondering what's up with this this chick in these black and white photos. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, I'm, this that whole pencil heavy bit. It's not my style. It never has been. It's cool for what we're doing here. It's just. I, uh, I I can't give it anything higher than a 7.5 for what we're dealing with, though. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8.5. This is one that I'm actually a whole point higher. I, I always like this story. I really like it. Uh, it's just you do have to get used to that transition. You do have to go jumping back and forth. But even when I talked about that Catwoman story, a lot of times I think that what you're getting – we're used to them having like, okay, well, Oliver has to figure out what's going on. It's going to take him three issues to do that. Or we're going to see him walking down the street. Or we're going to see a lot of times you just jump to the scene where all of a sudden he's in the sewer. He's looking, you know, like that. And it, it does get a little jarring, but I, I really do like it. I, I do. Uh, so that is it, though. I'm going to give it an 8.5. And that's the last book nice. of the night. And I hope that everybody is continuing to enjoy uh, the things that we're doing here as we are waiting. Uh, we ended up having, or Eric told me before we started, that Bleeding Cool has kind of had a little bit of a news deal where we may not get new comics till August. So we'll Bleeding Cool talk about Diamond not and again, to ship anything till the end Diamond's of August. Diamond's saying that. Who knows if by then they're going to jump into digital, if you're going to yeah, have exactly. a thing where DC and Marvel, you would expect eventually, and this would be the kickstart to do it, of them like, yeah, we don't need anybody to distribute our own cut. We'll distribute on ourselves, and maybe that'll be the way that they get back to and thus things. And ends the monopoly. Yeah, and, but with that all, it really does hinge on if things can open again. I mean, we're not going to get anything Agreed. really until – or digital, but I think they're going to wait until things open. Hopefully that will happen soon, but when we're – in this lull of new comics, we deal with this, and you could also go and listen to us talk about a lot of other things, a lot of older comics and things like that on DC and Marvel side of things over at Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science. And if you don't know, uh, we will be continuing next week with the stories that we started last week. If you're new to the podcast and we were talking uh, Batman, Batman, 10, 10 Nights, Nights of, the of the Beast that we had a lot of fun with, with the GIMP, Flash the, the GIMP deal, Flash Reborn. Uh, the Judas Contract. The Judas Contract. And Emerald and, Twilight. Emerald Twilight, yep, Emerald Part Twilight. Two. So we'll be going to the second issues of all of those. And yeah, I enjoy. And it's funny too, because after we got done that week, I told you along the week going this week, man, I think that all these stories coming up on this podcast, they, they're the best. Now that I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, I want to get back to those now with the, the whole so Edgy Beast. <laughs> it's nonsense. Uh, Leather Daddy KG Beast. Daddy indeed. But yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this. It's funny too because i was thinking about that during the whole red sun superman talking about pieter rosloff being you know the head of the nkvd yeah. i'm like the nkvd even yeah really that'd be cool then deal but yeah the whole deal with gimp freaking leather daddy kgb's i can't <laughs> wait to get back to him uh so yeah i hope that everybody enjoys this i hope that you're having fun because we're having fun doing it and it's kind of just you know a little bit of a palate cleanser or something that we can enjoy having different stories before we get back to whatever we're going to get back to we're not even really sure so until then we'll be doing this i saw a lot of people i said to eric a lot of people are struggling like what are we going to talk about or we're not going to talk about anything for a while and like yeah we can always we can always find something and having the DC and the Marvel apps 
It's the greatest thing. It really is. And I, that's the best thing ever. And a lot of people had already been going to that because they weren't enjoying a lot of the new stuff. But we're trying to most of this stuff, if not all of it, this issue is on the app. So if you have the app, you can go. And I'll tell you, even if you know you have some problems or whatever. It is cheap enough. It's so well worth it. Both of them are. They really are worth getting for all the amount of comics that you can get just right there at the tip of your finger. And food. other media. Yeah, and too. I, I actually, it's funny because of the whole deal. You're more of a DC Universe app, and I love the Marvel Unlimited app, which just has comics. It has more comics, but that's where you kind of get the yin and the yang of it. That's pretty cool that DC makes up for it with the other media as well. So they're all pretty cool and dc has a great range of comics as well not as good as that marvel even though i did find a couple things they are lacking in that 2099 stuff i was looking back at some of the stuff of that that's because nobody wanted it i guess uh but yeah i'm telling you you get a silver age gap in a lot of the stories on the dc universe app i want you to read the age of apocalypse do they have it on there what don't they have eric really yeah, I just told you. 2099. 2099 stuff. I end up like, Doom 2099. All right. They have like issue I'm four. I'm just curious about your take of Age I'll of Apocalypse. I'll have to check out some of this stuff. I, I know. Because a lot of it's really I silly. I know you like the House of M and, and stuff like that. I do. Oh, yeah. House of love that. Uh, and I'm doing stuff uh, just as a deal for the Patreon. This month, we have theme month, and we're doing uh, Catwoman stuff and Black Widow stuff. So on the Marvel set, I'm doing some cat or Black Widow stuff. So I'm reading up on stuff. A lot of good goofy stuff with her she she has a oh, yeah. very varied history which is cool though i do like her catwoman <laughs> just like catwoman's pretty cool though the, the stuff that my sister's keeper is is a really good story it really does expand yeah. on that year one uh and yeah i'm doing that also i just started doing a marvels podcast the deal of the trade marvels by kurt busiak and marvels kurt busiak and alex ross which you gotta get some earth x in there no it'll be that and uh i I did have the whole idea where once you once (laughs) you start doing marvels what you should say is hey when you've done that you're gonna do some kingdom come because they go hand in hand because of alex telling you the thing is i consider earth x to be hand in hand with kingdom Come. yeah yeah so well everybody i've had all the well when you're done are you gonna do the kingdom we'll see we shall see. Maybe I do it because I read those back yeah. to back, back the in The best thing about Marvels, though, is, and it's one of those where you're going to get a, you know, a common man view of the whole Marvel universe through the deal, through his eyes. Uh, but the cool thing is, is Alex Ross puts so many of these like little cameos that are crazy. Lois and Clark He's are so in there good. right away. Billy Batson selling papers. It's crazy. <laughs> Beatles are there at the Fantastic Four's wedding. It's great. It's the best. And uh, there is a huge thing, and I'm not going to reveal what it is. I told Robin there is a deal in the Marvels that is a cameo that will blow your mind. It'll blow your mind completely. And I'm not going to say what it is. Is it Dr. Doom and Wolverine getting executed? No! But it's it's uh, kind of like that. It kind of is, though. Uh, they they end up having B. Arthur in it. Does that blow your mind, Eric? Does that be yeah, real? Yeah. Really? But that's that. So everybody, I hope that you enjoy uh, what we're doing. I hope you're staying safe. If you're in quarantine, then remain there so that we can get this all done. Yeah, some quarantinis. Yeah, for quarantinis. That, that sounds like some drink you would drink. And uh, yeah, have- you also uh, have the idea that don't let your kids convince you to have parties and stuff and have people over. No, no, they're good parents. Yeah, no, I, I yell at them. I told them they can't. They think that this is a joke. And they still like, do. They're a joke, kids. That's what you get. And I, I wish... <laughs> 
if I was going to be in quarantine, I wish that my kids were, I wish it was 10 years ago to quarantine because they're all huh? teenagers now and they're all pain in the ass. They don't listen. They yell and scream, Zach, he's there. He thinks he's Bob Vila. He's going around the house. He's like, oh, I think I'm going to change that. And then all of a sudden we're flooded. I'm telling you, it's him and Tanya. I, you, I already told you at points. I came home from work and the whole house was flooded the one time. They don't think ahead. But yeah, they give a lot of handyman training in the Marines. Yeah, and more Handy J. Oh, you end up where oh. Zach is uh, going to do a podcast with me. He'll talk about it. We'll argue nice. about some stuff. It'll be Jim has issues with his kids. Logan even agreed that he might come on. That'll be crazy. He, He's not. Well, Logan just wants to come on to tell everybody that he is the smartest Werner because his psyche. You should hear him. That's all he does all day is walk around and tell you how much better he is at everything there is in life. So he's just like his yeah. daddy. Well, I said, I prove it. He doesn't. He's just all lip service. I, I don't need that crap. But yeah, I start arguing with him. And then Tanya starts yelling. I said, yeah, yeah. he claims that right now he could just start playing hockey tomorrow and he'll he'll be better than me. I said, you are, you're with insane. With or I said, you're insane either oh, way. Oh, my. Yeah, nonsense. He thinks that he's this. He's the naturally. When the quarantine is over, you over take him to an ice rink. Yeah, we're going to have a decathlon. Is what we're going to have with the Werner decathlon. <laughs> we'll have a, a little bit of math problems, then we'll go out and box. Who knows? But yeah, he's he's into that. But yeah, we're going to have a bunch of things on the Patreon with me and the kids and stuff. And then Tanya eventually, uh, she has her medicine now, but she's catching up to it. It is the deal. We just got it. And uh, yeah, she's still off. Uh, yeah, she's, she's not herself. And when with her, that right. means she's not herself. We, we have been introduced to a lot of other people through her in this house while she's quarantined. So that's that. Yeah, I, I saw some stuff on Facebook about someone. Yeah, she's crazy. She is <laughs> insane. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So that is it. Uh, Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. And we will see you in seven. Cause I'm sick of this quarantine From COVID-19 And I can't hide from my wife and kids This quarantine's taking forever Every time I try to record in my room Yelling and screaming's all I hear I'm getting close to killing someone cause I can't get out No one here's listening to me I'm getting pretty down cause I'm stuck in this quarantine From COVID-19 And I can't hide from a wife and kids This quarantine Taking forever Nowhere I go has any GP And it's getting really, really sad I guess I can just wipe my ass with the good hotel Yeah, this is getting pretty bad Getting pretty down Cause I'm sick of this Quarantine 
from COVID-19 And I can't hide from my wife and kids This quarantine's taking forever I know that I usually live in misery And I rarely ever leave my room But now my family hates me more than usually do And I can't really disagree Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Quarantine's taking forever Quarantine's taking forever